It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything that you want. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms at discord.lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Tyler. And Mark. So, once again, the masks are ever-present. They are ever-present in our lives with uh, mask people all around, with mask mandate businesses all around, uh, politicians wearing masks, bureaucrats wearing masks, mandates being uh, imposed in various different cities and states all across the United States. And now, in case you didn't think it was going to happen, but as I predicted... We're going to see these political parties using COVID as a football, a political football here as we get closer to the election. And we are closer now. We're three months away, basically, from uh, from the National Election Day. And uh, Biden, of course, just nominated his vice presidential pick this week, who is a cop. So I don't know what the, you know, the radical leftists are going to be saying about this, but I've seen a few things suggesting they're not happy uh, with it. So... But now Biden, now that he's teamed up with his cop enforcer, has called for a new mandate. This one, a national mandate for all of the United States to wear masks. Yes, even you, the threat of the uh, the government, the federal government coming down upon you like a ton of bricks. Former Vice President Joe Biden, according to Fox News, on Thursday called for a nationwide mask mandate to help fright the spread of the coronavirus pandemic. They keep calling it a pandemic, even though almost no one is dying from this thing. Well, I wouldn't say almost no one is dying from this thing, but I, yeah, I would it's say much that nobody. we need to have a um, we need to have a threshold for when if we have a pandemic, we need to know when we don't have a pandemic. Well, I can tell you, I haven't seen a pandemic yet because I don't know anyone who's died from this and I barely know anyone who's come down with it. I hear you. Yeah. Um, How about you guys? I don't know anyone who's died from it. I know several people who got it, and um, they so, were all asymptomatic for the most part. Really? Or very, or very, very minor symptoms. What was the oldest of the several people? Um, I want to say in their 40s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I don't know any elderly people that got it myself, so I don't, I can't speak for that demographic, but I feel like that's the one everyone's worried about. That's what they're worried about. Although the lady that I was at the bank yesterday was just blathering about her seven-year-old and how concerned she was. That doesn't make any sense. No, though. it doesn't make any sense. Well, that is part of the the thing is is that um, if we're going to scare people, which is what the media is doing, the oh, politicians yeah. are doing. Um, they it's important for people to be in a state of fear. That way, they will look to some great man to save them. Right. And right now, that's what it seems to all be about is the presidency. But what I want to know, this is what I'm asking for, ladies and gentlemen, if we're currently in a pandemic, you don't have to call me and answer this if you don't believe we're currently in a pandemic or that there's nothing to worry about. If you do believe there's something to worry about, when can you give me a threshold? When will you not be worried? Because great question. Is Is it based on the number of deaths? Is that what worries people? Well, like, what are the things that are worrying them specifically, and when will they not be worried? There currently were more deaths in the month of January than there are now, and mm-hmm. that was pre-COVID. Um, I would imagine if you were to remove nursing home deaths, 
from the COVID death numbers that you would have something that is akin to a bad flu season. I know you're not supposed to say flu in conjunction with uh, with COVID-19, and I'm not claiming that it is an influenza bug. What I'm claiming is, is that it would have similar effects as a bad flu season. As a matter of fact, I would claim it has similar, similar effects to upper respiratory infections like the flu. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not the same virus. Certainly not. Part of the problem is definitely the threshold, but also we don't have any like goalposts. There's no at first it was, OK, we need to shut everything down two so weeks. we don't overcrowd the hospitals. Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> right. And then it was flat in the curve. And that should take, what, four weeks. Yeah. The curve is and we're as in month flat five. as it's going to get. Yeah, it ain't getting any flatter. <laughs> right. And at this point, it's like, I'm scared. OK, you're scared. I got it. You're scared. Mm-hmm. This could come back or a whole new virus you've never heard of before could start up starting this today. Right now, somebody could go chomping on a moray eel down the Caribbean, apparently. I don't know where. And poof, you got you you, you, you got St. Vincent's uh, flu. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just making this up. I'm terribly sure. sorry for St. Vincent and the <laughs> Grenadines. Uh, I love my honeymoon with there was awesome um, <laughs> or whatever the case may be. And you don't know. I mean, if you're scared, you're scared, and that's fine. You can be scared. You should be able to take the precautions you I recommend want. you not, though. I mean, because living in a state of fear is not any way to live, in my opinion. That is not living at all, actually. It's just being afraid, and I don't know how you can do anything productive or you know, actually care about anybody in any meaningful fashion if you're the one who's constantly afraid. So you're not really benefiting anybody. You're not helping anybody. If anything, you're making things worse for people because you're spreading your fear. Uh, you're infecting other people, especially these poor kids. These poor kids that are, you know. Imagine being in school during this whole thing. I can't if even. If you're in like the fifth grade or something and your society's acting this way, what kind of message does that send? It's horrifying. In fact, I do have a story about kids going back to school under the, under COVID and all the stupid uh, stuff that's going on with that. But yeah, please, if you're living in fear, you need to go like, get some help. The number of people under the age of 24 that catch this disease and die from it is remarkably low. Ah, but see, they scare you by saying that the kids are going to communicate it, right? So not that you should be afraid that your uh, seven-year-old kid is going to catch it and die, but that he's going to go around grandma or grandpa and kill them. Right. You shouldn't. Even though most elderly people are surviving it as well. Right. With no problem. My son is at my, uh, my son and my mother live in the same domicile, Mm -hmm. and I have taken certain precautions surrounding that because I think that's worth doing. Um, When you're talking about people over the age of 80 who die from this, there are quite a few. I'm still curious, still looking for the numbers. Percentage-wise, it's not very large either. What's that? As from what I've seen, percentage-wise, it's not very large either. It's usually the people who are like, what do they call it? Comorbidity? Yeah, uh, conditions they've already got well, serious problems being 80 is its own co- comorbidity i get what you're okay. saying but there was a story in the news about an 102 year old lady who kicked this thing's butt mm, I, mm. She, oh, look uh, you she know thinks what? it's fact hold that on, she drinks on, a glass on, of wine on, every day step that, back you know, for a second maybe this is what the 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 the, the maskers the fear mongers do they pull out some uh, uh anecdotal story okay? that's exactly what it is. i got it's a it case study. there's a 102 year old woman that kicked his butt and and by God, I bless Ethel and yep. her butt kicking. However, I'm not going to use Ethel as a uh, standard here any more than I'm going to use little Johnny at school. Little Johnny is probably not going to die from this. I don't but care he could. He could die. what the situation is. He could. Some kid somewhere has probably died from okay, this. Okay, I got you right now. In the, in the week of uh, July the 25th, 
Under the age of 24, 15 people died. Kids die from the flu, too. COVID, as so claimed. Yep. Kids die at far greater numbers from the flu, and we didn't have any problems sending their little butts to school then. No problems. Either. I mean, like, stunningly more. Mm-hmm. Kids die from the flu every year then, uh, but, you know, school's fine at that point. See, this that's why I want a threshold. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't have a threshold. I don't know what it is, and I'm just looking for it. I'm not claiming to be an expert. All I'm doing is reading crap off the CDC's site, which I wish that other Americans who want to run their yackers about this thing would do. Mm-hmm. Just go They've to the CDC. They've all read things in some places. What's that? They've all read things in places that cite the CDC. There's, I don't care about the CDC's that. CDC's been go cited all over the place. Go to the CDC's site, mm-hmm. and, and then we can start, then we're all on the same page talking mm-hmm. about something, and somebody give me a threshold. Yeah. Somebody tell me what is going to change? Right. Yeah, the fact that you can't tell what was worse for society, the economic collapse or the virus itself, tells you that the virus is pretty negligible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think maybe more people are killing themselves from suicide or dying of starvation. Right. Good chance. Like, yeah. Well, they're probably not starving in the United States. Not but, quite. Yeah. Uh, suicide, yeah, you're seeing that happen. For sure. Now, we don't have any real solid numbers, but what we had a well, few months ago. Well, don't forget spousal abuses. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, how, that's many, up. how yeah. many kids have been killed drug by addiction, abuse drug abuse? Murder, murder is way up in, in inner is cities. Is that right? Oh, yeah. 855 450 free. That's the toll free number. Now Biden wants to help protect the whole country. He's going to have a national mask mandate. If you just elect him, then you'll be even safer. Right? Isn't that what's most important? Safety. You feel safe. 855 450 free. If you want to dial in to join the discussion, you can join us here. This is Free Talk Live on the radio and the. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want right here. The toll-free number for you is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. From mid-March to mid-July, Divi, the new easy-to-use cryptocurrency that we've been promoting on Free Talk Live, increased in value by over 10 times. Now, Divi could go up even further, and of course, that's their goal. Um, However, you know... We don't know what's going to happen in the future. That said, it's definitely something to keep an eye on and consider um, putting a little bit of money into because, well, it's done pretty well here for us at Free Talk Live. You can go to DiviProject.org and begin earning Divi by starting a masternode, which is super easy. That's one of the things they did. Yeah, the one-click masternode. They made masternodes easy, uh, which they were never easy. So that's awesome. And then you can also stake Divi. They've even got a lotto for people who stake the coin as well. Opportunity has knocked every day here on Free Talk Live since last September. Will you answer? DiviProject.org. D-I-V-I Project.org. Joe Biden called for a nationwide mask mandate, according to Fox News, to supposedly help fight the spread of the coronavirus, which the reality is they just want people to put on masks to show how obedient they are. That's the thing. People need to realize that this this can all be a real virus. And at the same time, it, this is the new rally cry. This is the or the terrorist win from the 2000s. It sure is. It's wear the mask or else the or else COVID win or the Republicans win or the Republicans. That, win. I yeah. feel like this is really I mean, I, I'm not blaming one particular side, though. I want to um, Well, remember Trump called COVID, quote, the invisible enemy. So he's treating it just like terrorism. Right, so it's it is absolutely the new uh, war on terror, except it's even more nebulous, mm-hmm. and well, everyone's a suspect now. It used to don't just forget be that, that Trump is held to every word that he says, but everybody else can change their mind. Mm-hmm. All right, like Fauci advised at one point 
against masks. The Surgeon General did that. He has yep. a tweet that's it's still circulating. It says, mm. don't wear masks. They could make it worse. <laughs> well, they could if you took the masks from the, uh, you know, from the the EMS people and these sorts of things. But whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, again, everybody is allowed to make a mistake here, including old uh, Sleepy Joe here. Um, but Trump's not. Well, uh, they're doing things on purpose. I'm not going to say they're making mistakes. I don't these think these moves. two sides are working in tandem, do you? Well, I'm sure they don't want you to think that. Okay. Uh, but so the, what I see, Mark, is that the, the two sides are doing the exact same thing. I don't now, see you may way. have different uh, different levels of doing the same thing. So one state may have a uh, total ban on all bars, while the other state may allow 25% attendance in bars. But really, the difference is only in degrees. There are a handful of governors. And they do tend to be Republicans who have been more hands off than others. But there's plenty of Republican governors out there from what I've seen. Texas is one of them. Uh, New Hampshire is another one that have been absolutely cracking down the government goon in place here in New Hampshire. Sununu, who is a Republican, uh, is getting nine out of ten Democrats to endorse uh, the work that he's doing on COVID. And when I say work, I mean cracking down on peaceful people and uh, issuing various different mandates. His recent one that we mentioned a few days ago was now that if you have a scheduled event with more than 100 attendees and people are not in masks at said scheduled event, that that will result in misdemeanor charges being brought against the event organizers. So organizers. that's now in place. Uh, right. They're putting the pressure on the people who they can put pressure on. It's easier for them to go after a handful of people than it is to go after 150 people. Right. Sure. So they go after the organizers. They put the pressure on them and they use them as their un- unpaid enforcers to make sure that people comply. Now, I'm hoping that Bike Week in Laconia will not comply uh, because we just got out of uh, Sturgis or Sturgis is going on, I guess, as we speak, but it's happening up in South Dakota and it's been making headlines. And so the governor, of course, saw the uh, the, the, the Sturgis situation here. The, the governor of New Hampshire saw that. And now he's responding and he's passed this new order. And there's going to be apparently a tent revival in another town in New Hampshire tomorrow. And the governor's talking about how that's not allowed and we need to put a stop to this sort of thing. And so and again, a Republican, repeat. Mark. So please don't act for a moment like the Republicans are so much better about this than the the Democrats. Okay, I think that like the Republicans and the Democrats are both acknowledging that COVID exists. And what Mark is saying and what I kind of agree with is that the Republicans say it exists and we should do something about it. But the Democrats are saying we should stop at nothing until it's extinguished. No doubt. And that's so much more authoritarian. They do seem to be going further. But they're all authoritarian. Definitely. And they're all using their well, so-called They're powers. all authoritarian in so much as they want to enforce what it is that they think is the right thing to enforce. Yeah. And that is what and the state does. that's destroying business. Right. It's destroying freedom. I, no doubt. Yeah. You, will, you won't get any argument from me. I think that human freedom and the economy is more important than the COVID lockdown. And totally I'm convinced agree. of that. Yep. However, what I would say is, is that I do see a difference when I'm looking at the Republicans and Democrats. Mm-hmm. That will not convince me to vote for Donald Trump come November. I'm still voting for liberty uh, by that standard. But, I, you know, I, I think there's a difference. Yeah, like I said, the difference is in degrees, in the same way that there's a difference between the United States government and the North Korean government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, They all do the same thing fundamentally, which is tell people what to do and how to live and how to run their business. And some of them are a little bit more enforcey than the others. That's all.
Yeah, uh, we have to consider the ulterior motives, too. I mean, Trump started wearing a mask a couple weeks ago, but a lot did. of people speculated that's just because he's going to use that in his argument to uh, deny mail-in ballot voting, right? It's like, okay, ah, masks, masks actually do work, which means we can all go to the ballot box. So, Yeah, I mean, who knows? He's playing his 4D chess or 12D chess. I have no whatever, idea whatever what's going on. Uh, but uh, going on here, the Democratic nominee— I'm just waiting for my three ballots at my three different uh, you know, residences. That's <laughs> the all. The presumptive Democratic nominee spoke after being or sitting down for a briefing on the coronavirus with public health experts. He was joined at the briefing by his newly named running mate, Senator Kamala Harris of California— of course, as we know, is a cop. She was the attorney general there in California saying, quote, let's institute a mask mandate nationwide starting immediately and we will save lives. The estimates are we will save over 40,000 lives in the next three months. If that is done, Biden emphasized and the former vice president stressed that wearing a mask, quote, increases exponentially the prospect that if you are a carrier and you don't even know it, that you will not infect anyone if you cough, sneeze, sing or shout. Unquote. And uh, by the way, they had apparently the Kamala Harris like announcement or whatever. There was no audience. So it was the first like vice presidential nomination announcement thing, which, which never, you know, no one has ever attended before. <laughs> it's bizarre. Uh, yeah. So there's just, it's just, it's the a whole bizarre thing. world. Yeah. The whole thing is so weird. And so many people are embracing this. So he wants to do a, na- a nationwide mandate. Now it doesn't say here what the details of this would be. What would the you know what would the punishment be if uh, if you were found violating this? Is this going to be something that uh, the FBI is going to go you know arresting people for not wearing masks? What does it even mean to have a, a a little rule like that on a nationwide basis? Well, it's not a it's not a rule of the president anyway. You know, like he can make a a point of it, but it's not their job. Yeah, well, he's it's calling for national legislation. Yeah, he's talking about talking yeah. about passing a law. Right. He would. It would be the president's job to sign something like that. Yes. So, if you want to comment, you're welcome to join us here. Eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. One of our chat room participants there on the Discord server, Cream Pie, said he was out dumpster diving because he was bored last night. And he noticed a couple of business parks with roll-off dumpsters out front. Tenants are moving out. Landlords ripping everything out. Mm. The giant Nielsen Media Research headquarters complex in town has an entire building shut down, an entire parking lot closed. Uh, it's starting to be major changes to business out there. And these a lot of these things are not going to be reversed. Uh, there's, there's just people are going to stay home and they're not going to have to go to work. What's that going to mean for things? News from news.bitcoin.com. Goldman Sachs warns that the U.S. dollar is on the path to lose world reserve currency status. Experts say that Bitcoin will continue to rise to as much as $20,000 this year. Coinbase reports more institutional investors are buying cryptocurrency. Cashgames.bitcoin.com announces a $3,000 leaderboard tournament. Bitcoin.com is your source for getting started with cryptocurrencies, getting a wallet, buying Bitcoin cash, mining, and all all the latest cryptocurrency news at news.bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live, you dial toll free and bring up anything that you want. Our number is 855 450 free. How do you feel about a nationwide mask mandate? Apparently, the Biden campaign uh, is promoting that as a thing. And as I said, you're going to see these political parties. Fighting over who's the toughest against the coronavirus, who's, whose plan will save the most lives, and they're claiming they're going to save 40,000 lives if just everybody puts a mask on. 
So therefore, if you don't put a mask on, if your concern is about you're a mass murderer, if you if your concern is about individual liberty, and if your belief is that freedom is actually you know something you have to take a risk in order to have, and that it's valuable, and that it's something that is worth pursuing despite whatever the risks might be, then you're the enemy. You're just selfish. Well, that's what they certainly are going to be saying, and that's. And some some people have said this is going to be a, like a civil war that could come out of this. Um, I I don't know if that's the case, but it's certainly it's certainly got people. There are riled certainly up. people that believe that they can use violence against you based on their feelings uh, yeah. surrounding masks. Right? Some people like, actually have used violence, and you don't you don't mean just calling the cops. You mean like pepper spraying somebody without a mask on, right. that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. you know, one wonders. Uh, you know, there, there are people there are people manhandling people over mm-hmm. masks um, and that kind of thing. And I mean, when somebody decides they don't like it and pulls out their concealed carry and levels it at somebody, is that? I mean, is it's it's obviously an escalation. What's it mean? I don't know. So uh, there's more coming up here, including a story about Americans now fear touching cash. A majority of Americans are afraid now to touch cash. Uh, Updates on what are colleges planning as far as their new stupid rules that they're going to be putting into place for the 2020 uh, school year ahead. That is starting here in just weeks, if not immediately for uh, some people in some places. We can talk about that. In fact, Tyler is getting ready to start a a, a semester at a local college, so you may be able to weigh in uh, on that discussion as well. And again, if you want to jump on the phones, you can. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. But I was reading some of the, uh, the input here from our chatters this afternoon on our Discord server, which you can join the Discord over at discord.lrn.fm. And, and Cream Pie, he's always got interesting things to say. Uh, he points out that he was dumpster diving for a few minutes last night, You know, going to businesses and looking for valuable things in dumpsters. Can worked out pretty well for folks that do that kind of work. And he noticed that uh, a lot of these business parks and industrial areas, they got big dumpsters out front. Tenants are moving out. Landlords ripping everything out. Nielsen Media, the ratings co- company, they have a huge building that's completely well, closed. If people aren't driving as much, and I'm not claiming that's true, uh, if people aren't driving as much, then they're not listening to the radio as much. Yeah, well, but the point is not that they're not busy, not that Nielsen is closed. It's just the business is closed. The location is closed. A lot of these companies, Mark, they're telling their employees you can work from home now. Yeah, that's true. And so you're going to see, and you are seeing, it sounds like what he's pointing out here is you're seeing a reorganization of how business works. So, so many of these companies all of a sudden just threw their employees into a work from home situation and just sort of like, all right, well, we'll figure this out. And they did, right? Like they brought in new telephone systems and they, you know, did whatever they needed to do with VPN access to get their people to be able to do the jobs that they had done from whatever offices that they had from their homes, which is one of the side benefits of this whole insanity, this this system uh, that has come down, is that some people, they've got a better situation with work now. They don't have to drive 45 minutes one way. Uh, you know, They don't have right. to leave the kids at some babysitter or whatever. So I think we could see, I mean, you know, like um, imagine America, imagine no institutions, people not going into large corporations and sitting in cubicles, people not going to schools and sitting there spreading God knows what. They've always been dirty little cesspools um, and people not going into nursing homes like somehow or another we managed to care for people in individual homes and 
that's somehow better. I think that that's a good thing. And I like the new uh, work from home America. Now, I get it. Some parents have it harder because they're, you know, the kids aren't off at school. Mm-hmm. Your middle class welfare babysitting day prisons have been shut down and you want them back. I understand. But maybe this is the thing you got to give up. I certainly hope so because I'm sick and tired of paying for a less than mediocre education. Well, they're going to keep kids. charging you for the same or if not worse uh, government education. Oh, they're going to keep charging me. Well, then why don't I just give up and not suggest anything about masks? What do you mean? I mean, well, they're going to force you to wear a mask, Ian. No, they're not. Oh, well, yeah, they are. No, I'll go to prison or whatever. It's well, fine. you'll go. You'll wear a mask at solitary. some point or another. Because I did. I did yesterday, as I explained something. on the air. Okay. Yeah. Well, Were you here for that that show? Because I talked about it. I don't recall you having said it on the air, but okay. I did, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry that had to happen to you. All I'm yeah. saying is, is your defeatist attitude surrounding government school and the costs of it, I can mirror that defeatist attitude surrounding masks. Well, I no, hope difference... that Americans have the freedom to not wear masks, yeah. and I hope that Americans can finally stab this union government school bullcrap. I hope so too, but right now it's not even close. Right now, uh, you don't have enough people. Right now, who... Democrats are begging us not to send kids to government schools, and Free Talk Live wants to talk about masks. No, Mark, that's not what's happening. Uh, the schools, even if they're not sending the kids there, are going to continue operating, and they're going to continue operating. With a very President large Donald Trump just suggested that you sh- that money should be given to parents. Great, he doesn't get to control. He doesn't. How that works. No, but you're saying like nobody's talking about it. Uh, no, what I'm saying is no one is talking about getting the government out of education. That's not happening. All of these people believe in the idea of public education. Almost all of them. They were educated in government schools. So, of course, they think that those should continue to exist. The whole idea of getting rid of government education is seen as a, as a crazy fantasy. I listened to a Republican on the radio tonight coming in who said, finally, we can get rid of these public schools. Really? Yes. I think the institutions are going to exist in some form or another, but they're not going to exist in this brick-and-mortar fashion that they have been. Right? Some places they will, some places they won't. Yeah, in some places Government they might. Government school at a tenth of the price coming over the internet? Okay. You're presuming they're going to lower the price. Well, and this isn't just happening with schools. This is happening with businesses, too, right? Like, I saw an article today that the headquarter for REI in Seattle, they just built a building, and now they're going to sell, sell it. They're going to sell it. Well, and who's going to buy it? And, you know, all these companies are That's doing it at the, the same point. time, right? And yeah. there's going to be a huge drop in commercial retail prices. Sounds uh, like condominiums. Re- <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing. You know, you've, you've also – I know several people who have condos that are on the market in some of these big cities because they decided to move out to the country. Right, a lot of yeah. people did. Getting out. Yeah. So it's going to drive prices down, Way right? Down, like if there's a huge glut of properties that are for sale, both commercial and residential, mm-hmm. prices are going down. And if people won't buy these buildings, right, a lot of the city tax revenues come from these, these kind of institutions. Yep. So we're wondering as well, it's like, well, what's going to happen financially with the states that this is happening in? Drive up prices for property taxes because the states aren't going to want to give up what they've got no. so far. They definitely aren't going to want to give that up. And that's the thing. The school boards aren't going to want to give up their budgets. You're absolutely right. I would not contend otherwise. But what I would say is is that we have to say something. Like when Dude, not- I've been saying things the whole time. I don't know about you, but I've been to the Keene City uh, school board meetings. I didn't go oh. this year, but like probably for the last okay. decade prior to that. If that's what that. you're talking about, going and talking to the school board about it? No, I, I'm talking no, about I've run for office. talking I, about no, it. No, I've run for office, okay? So I mean, I've I definitely run for school board. I've run for various different 
Look, maybe you're right, Mark, and maybe we are on the cusp of a major renaissance in the United States where people decide that they've had enough of government schools, period. They're going to pull their kids out. And there are that's happening. We're seeing some people doing homeschooling before who hadn't done homeschooling previously because they were thrown into it. And they were able to find out that, hey, this isn't so bad. Our kids can learn at their own pace and they don't have bullies and they don't have, you know, ridiculous rules and lunchtime, you know, all the nonsense from the government schools. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's definitely going to be, I think, at the end of 2020, I think it's safe to say you're going to have more homeschoolers than you had at the beginning of 2020. That's a positive thing. I think that's safe to say. And it is a positive Definitely. thing. But that doesn't mean that government school is like on its deathbed or something like that. These teachers mm-hmm. unions are locked in. They've got contracts. And those contracts are ironclad. And I suspect that those contracts aren't going to change just because the location of the schooling has changed from in a uh, in physical, real-world class to an online class. So They'll have to change at some point. The only time they'll have to change is if people stop paying taxes. Well, no, when they re- when they renew the contract, they'd have to change. That's the only time it'll stop, Mark, is if you stop paying taxes, because then they won't be able to pay these bureaucrats. More coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything that you want. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE. Freedom. It's 855-450-3733. Ethereum smart contracts enable Intercoin to be traded against Bitcoin, Ethereum, as well as a growing set of tokens pegged to your favorite fiat currency. Intercoin can be used to turn these into virtual versions of Bitcoin or U.S. dollars that have all the advanced features of Intercoin community currencies. They would finally be spendable in everyday payments, be programmable, instantly convertible, generate analytics, and more. When done, people can cash out back into the original versions. Think of Intercoin as a decentralized layer two solution that isn't controlled by anyone. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space. We think that's important here on Free Talk Live, so we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. Intercoin.org. It's Ian Tyler and Mark are in the studio here tonight, uh, but we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts, and then we can talk about some more COVID madness that uh, continues. But first, Vaginatarian is on the line on our Discord server. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Hey, you're calling from Virginia. What's on your mind? Uh, I have an actual positive mask story because I know that it keeps coming up on the air of people who've been yelled at by Karens or in stores and stuff like that. But I had a good interaction today, so I wanted to tell about yeah, it. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, so our local grocery store in the neighborhood, I have been going there since the beginning with no mask on, not a single day. Excellent. Uh, I've never been accosted. I've gotten like some looks. And what's the policy uh, of the store? It They have signs everywhere that say please wear a mask require you to wear a mask state Mm. mandate but no employee and is there i'm sorry to interrupt is there a state mandate in virginia i don't even know because i don't follow it (laughs) (laughs) all right i I don't bother to look because i'm not going to do it um good on you but uh yeah no employees ever stopped me or said hey please wear your mask or anything like that but today when i was checking out the woman said hey i'm sorry that this is weird but I just need to tell you, I'm so glad you're not wearing a mask. Wait, now, who was this? The cashier or another customer? The cashier. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. That is cool. 
And then out of nowhere, she was like, yeah, I hate this. I have to wear it for my job. And it like goes against my libertarian ideals. And she just popped out with that. Wow, that is cool. Now, she so she had a mask on, but you didn't. Was there anybody else around to hear this conversation or was it just between the two of you? There was one lady in line and she did move. And I don't know if it was because of that or (laughs) we started talking and getting along and sharing all of our hatred of the mask and the craziness. So she may have moved for that or she may have been like these ladies aren't being safe. It does appear that Virginia, the state of Virginia, does have a mask mandate. It looks like some news stories from as uh, early as late May uh, was when this started, and according to WJHL, Governor Northam announces efforts to enforce the mask mandate in Virginia. That story from July 14th. So apparently, at least as of a month ago, that was still a thing. Well, I, the only place I wear a mask is my EMT class because it's a medical class and it's very required there. But outside of that, I do not wear a mask. Very good. Vaginitarian, anything else you want to share with us tonight? No, it's just refreshing to have somebody in the, you know, so-called essential personnel business type thing sharing their frustration. And she gave me a high five in front of everybody and let me pay in cash. That's awesome. Thank you again for the story tonight. Vaginitarian calling in and sounding great on our Discord server over at discord.lrn.fm. There are, I think, a lot of people out there in the mask world who would rather not have a mask on, but their job, their corporate job is making them do it. Oh, yeah. I would imagine that there's a, a, a healthy percentage. I don't know if it's the a majority. The silent majority, right? Do like, you think it's that many? I think it is. Yeah, I think most people think that this is ridiculous, and they're just going along with it because they hate confrontation. Sure. You know, and I've said before, like, I do wear a mask sometimes. Uh, it depends on where I'm going and what the context is, uh, because, I, you know, I understand some aspects of it. But what I'm thinking of doing now, and I think I've mentioned this before, is I'm going to start wearing a gas mask when I go to these places because, (laughs) you know, put it into context for some of these people. Like, how ridiculous do I look? It's like, actually... You look more ridiculous than I do because your mask doesn't even do anything. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's your a gas mask now. You have to like have special filters for those, and they only limited time, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I'll just but use still the same fine. filter over yeah. and over. It's right. not that big of a deal, right? It's not anthrax. It's definitely going to stop your spittle from uh, from getting on anybody else. Definitely. Uh, so let's see. Oh, I wanted to share a little bit more here from the Discord server because we were talking about uh, business mm-hmm. and industry and how this is changing. Tyler, you're going to go to school in the fall semester here at Keene State College in town, but Mm -hmm. you're not actually going to go this time. So they were saying that we would have the option to go to class Mm -hmm. or to go online. But before the semester started, they made us declare which one we were going to do. So you don't get to pick and choose when you go into school. Mm -hmm. And they let you know that there's a long list of rules. That if, if you're, you're going, going to, physically to go, you're go. going to be physically there that you have to adhere to. And they're talking about you have to wear a mask at all times on campus, Jeez indoors, outdoors. Christ. You can't go to parties. You right. can't be around more than 10 people at one time without, you know, we all have to get tested before we go to school, too. So and I haven't been tested yet. Haven't seen a reason to. So but, what does uh, the test mean? Like a, an actual Just to COVID? see if you have antibodies. OK, so if you've gotten it or if you currently to. have it, I guess. Because, I mean, I've. I went to the hospital every day and got screened uh, there for a little while there. You know, they, you know, take your temperature, big fat deal. No, no, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like they're touching you. 
So uh, Elaine Sedate in our Discord chat says, I picked up from a deli that was inside the lobby of an empty office plaza. Huge buildings used to be filled with financial and insurance businesses. <laughs> deli was still operating. Security in the lobby. Parking lot was empty. At least a few football fields worth of parking. Wow. Empty. Uh, he says this was in downtown Scottsdale, Arizona. The guy said they are filling orders for delivery services and tourists that ended up there. It's just a few minutes walk from the art gallery nightclub area. And uh, he said, I just pulled up following directions from the app. So he'd never been there before. He says, um, like, what the F? I'm at this office building to pick up sandwiches. And then Cream Pie says, the illusion of not being able to work from home all the time has been shattered. Going to suck for commercial landlords. Yeah. And he says, there's a deli in the middle of an industrial area here. He lives in the Tampa area. They have signs up outside like, yes, we are open. Like, they're hurting for business. And as he points out, probably three quarters of the people who frequented that deli are no longer there. 3,000 employees just evaporated from their daily commute here. Yeah. It's uh, going to be bad for delis. I, I mean, you know, you're talking about sliced meats and potato salad. I, you know, well, specifically I mean, the ones that were located in industrial areas with the intention of serving the business community. Even Now that's gone. Yeah, I'm just... I don't know. I mean, would you be willing to drive from your home for a deli sandwich when you could just, when you go to the grocery store the next time, get some sliced meat? I drove uh, over to Beaver Street Market the other day because I heard that they were not requiring masks and I wanted to right. give them some business. Okay, nice. so, fine. And I had uh, a delicious Italian barring sandwich. Barring your uh, proclivities to support people <laughs> who agree with your worldview. Um, Would the average person do it? Probably not. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking for me is, is that, eh, you know, eh, yeah, I'll just make the sandwich here. I'm going to hop in my car, drive 15 minutes to a place to get a deli sandwich to drive back. Well, as a matter of fact, there's a deli within mm -hmm. seven minutes of my house. And I wouldn't drive there either to get a sandwich. Yeah, this is going to change the way business is done. I wish I had one now, for, though. You know, everybody, right? Like, I feel like everybody's shopping on Amazon more because of this or just sure. doing online shopping and stuff. Well, especially the people who are really against wearing masks, they're just going to start shopping online. Yeah. And so a lot of local businesses are going to lose business. I hate giving the business to Amazon, mm -hmm. but, you know, in they my household, in my household, people are a little worried about. Going to random websites and ordering from random websites. When mm -hmm. you order from Amazon, not only does it show up, but it shows up quickly. Yeah. Whereas when you order well, from somebody else. It wasn't a few months ago. Some of the items were like back. Uh, sure. Not being delivered immediately because they were pro, uh, prioritizing COVID yep. items. So it could t it could have taken you a month to get what you wanted from Amazon. Sure, uh, but do you under you do understand that sometimes you order from some random website and you sure. don't get what you order. It just doesn't oh, yeah. show up ever. Oh, I've mm -hmm. been waiting on a, a computer fan, my laptop uh, that I ordered from China through Newegg.com, which is a major website. It's not just some website; it's yep. a major site. Major one. But because the, sh the product is shipping from China and shipping is like not a thing right now from China, it's mm -hmm. severely delayed in a lot in a lot of cases. Um, the first time I tried to order was before the uh, before. Forkfest, I put the order in hoping I would get it in time. I like paid for you know quick shipping or whatever, and it never even left the warehouse. Right. It was three got... weeks later, I had to write them back and say, Where's my item? Oh, it hasn't left the warehouse yet. Well, go ahead and cancel the order. And then I tried placing another one, and they still haven't shipped. This other co company still hasn't shipped it. My uh, airline ticket, Asiana, was canceled, and I got my refund. It's coming out of Saipan? Coming out of Saipan. Yeah. I got my refund within three weeks. How did your Hong Kong Express uh, refund I'm come? I'm still waiting. Yeah. 
uh, and it's been six months. 855-450 free. We can talk more about the college situation. Maybe you've seen some of this industrial change that's going on, the shifting, and you want to comment on that, you're welcome to join us here. 855-450 free like freedom. Hour two's next. It's Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want here. We are kicking off the second hour of the show with you tonight. It's Ian and Tyler. And Mark. We've been talking about some of the changes that are happening out there, some of which a lot of folks may not be aware of because, well, you're not spending your days in industrial parks anymore. But some of the people who've uh, visited them recently that are hanging out in our chat room here tonight on the Discord server are seeing, well, emptiness. There's nothing happening because people aren't going to work. And a lot of these companies are saying... Yeah, you can just stay working at home. Now, some, I think there were some news stories about how what seemed like this sort of wonderful honeymoon of not coming to work was just going to work out great. Turns out some people aren't so great at working from home because they don't have some boss hovering over them with an expectation of you know their TPS reports being turned in on time or whatever. Um, it so is important to get those in. I suspect that it's working fine for some people and not so fine for some other people. There maybe is a bit of a learning curve and, and so on. But if you've had experience with this, if this is happening in your you know, you worked in an office before, but now you don't. Uh, what have they been telling you? Are you going to be able to come back to work? Or is it the new policy is they're just going to go ahead and keep this work from home thing going? They don't have to pay the rent. They'll sell the building and everybody can just stay at home and maybe they'll cut your paycheck a little bit later. Now, I don't know if that part's happened yet, right? Because all the, the government money's been flowing in from these uh, PPP loans or, or whatever they're called. But it would It would cause a downward pressure on... Uh, on paychecks generally don't you think yeah Yeah, i would think so because overhead can come down the person who uh is competing for your job and there always is somebody that person is going to figure into the their calculation they're not going to be figuring gasoline Mm -hmm. uh suits uh you know lunch out and a variety of other things right so they're going to be willing to work for 10 percent less or something yeah, so you're saying uh, pressure will come from the marketplace as far as That's people. where pressure comes from. Right. Uh, we can go to your calls and thoughts here. And, of course, you can bring up anything that you want. We got Alan. He's on the line in Tennessee listening to WGOW there in Chattanooga. Go ahead, Alan. Alan in Tennessee? Yes. Hey, we've I'm got sorry. you. Go ahead. Yes, I, uh, I was going to make a comment on the mask. Uh, Do me one favor I first. Do, can you pick up your phone? Yeah, you got to pick up the phone because uh, we're hearing Hello? ourselves back and it's annoying. So go ahead. Okay. Much yeah, better. Yeah, I just want to make a comment about the mask. Yes, sir. Uh, I work for a delivery service, one of the big ones. Uh, and I've not wore a mask yet. I won't wear a mask. Uh, Excellent. And anyone uh, anyone that 
don't want to wear a mask by law doesn't have to. All they've got to do is tell them that they've got a health reason not to. Mm -hmm. And by the Disability American Act, uh, they don't have to. Well, apparently that doesn't work on Southwest Airlines. Southwest Airlines and American Airlines have announced within the last month or so that they are no longer going to be accepting people with medical exemptions. Well, then that, that would be sued. Apparently, that hasn't happened can, yet. Maybe they could. Maybe they will. Well, be. Maybe they're prepping. Yeah, <laughs> they, I think they will be. Okay. And as far as your uh, thing about people staying at home and doing a lot more ordering, you're absolutely correct. Like I said, I work for one of the big delivery companies, and we are getting hammered. Mm-hmm. Uh, most volume we've had ever. Wow. wow. So uh, what is it, ever? Is it like Christmas every month now? Oh, every day. Wow. Every day. Wow. wow. Yeah. Now, how I'm long have you worked about, for one of the major delivery companies? Eight years. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's long enough and, to know. And uh, I'm working about between an hour and a half to two hours a day more than I was. Incredible. Anytime. <laughs> what's the uh, so, What's yeah, the percentage our, of your coworkers who are uh, who are wearing masks? Uh, none. Really? <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, I hadn't worn any mask in any place that says mask required yet. Uh, you're basically in and out, uh, right? Have, like you, most of the time, you're outside, and then you're you're like you rush in, you drop some stuff off, and then you go. Yeah, you go in and get signatures at businesses and stuff. Okay, uh, but see, in in Chattanooga, they have a mandatory mask required anytime you go in and anywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to Sam's down there, and I went to a few other places in Chattanooga. As I'm from Cleveland, and uh, they just look at me when I walk in the door, and I just wave at them and keep on going. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to oh, say man. anything mean to the delivery right. guy. He's bringing good stuff. Yeah, you well, don't no, I'm cut talking you about off. when I'm just out. When I'm out, just out shopping gotcha. uh, during the week. Uh, we went to uh, Red Lobster the other day, and uh, I walked in. And they looked at me and said, "You're supposed to wear a mask." I said, "No, I've got health reasons. I don't wear one," and just walked onto my table. That was it. All right. Excellent advice. Anything else you want to share, Alan? Nope, that's good. Good call, man. All right, thanks. Thanks for your service out there. I appreciate it. Uh, We got Larry. He's on the line in Indiana, watching us on YouTube. Thank. uh, Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, people think it's funny, you know, when they say that they're trying to get around these regulations that they're putting in place. But here's what it's going to boil down to: is that when you have a workplace, right? They'll send somebody in there to check and see if your employees are wearing masks, right? And if they're not doing it, then the officials will come in, mm-hmm. test everybody in your building, and if one person tests positive, they quarantine the whole place for 14 days and shut your business down. Is this happening in, the, in Indiana? Is it's this happening actually- in Indiana. They've already fined people $1,000 fine for the first time, 10000 for the next time. So wow. they've got this one venue that they've already fined $1,000. They fined some uh, hairdressers $1,000, which put them out of business. Sure. And uh, they're allowing our downtown to be overrun by homeless people. Uh, and uh, it's just a mess down there. Uh, uh, human waste all over the place. Oh, God. Buildings boarded up. Buildings boarded up. And, you know, I think why they're doing it, guys, is to get federal money because they've concentrated the homeless and you know they're doing the census right now, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. They're building all these big high-rise condos and stuff right downtown, and they want to include the homeless people in the count so they can get the money off of their backs 
before they boot them out. So it's an interesting I theory. Just think <laughs> that it is just true, but I think it's really terrible because our moratorium on uh, on on uh, utility cutoffs ends Friday, right? Ooh, and the eviction okay. in Friday too. And the governor got on and laughed and joked. He's a dimwit anyway. It looks like Family Guy. But he got on there laughing and joking about him and the people. Uh, you'll have to find some other way to pay it. And, you know, all these people are going to get dumped in the street because they haven't been paying their rent. They haven't no. been paying their utility bills. And then uh, I think I saw a story that one out of four Americans missed a bill payment in the last month or and, and quarter. You, you know what the real crime is going to be? Is when you find out that you thought you had unlimited data, right? And you were not going to have to pay for it. But you had to pay. They're going to start charging. And just think of all the data bills that have been run up, and your Internet's going to get cut off. So you're a slave to them, too, even the people that have government phones. What's going to happen is is they're going to get charged for all the data they use from watching porn or whatever else they watch. <laughs> it, it's true. You know it is. Oh, of course but it is. And now they can watch it even watch. easier because they're at home. They're not even at the office I know. Now. And then they get unlimited porn. And then you're going to run up a hell, heck of a data well, bill. Well, the good news is a lot of internet paid. is is uncapped, or at least supposedly is uncapped. Although a lot yeah. of them <laughs> have been wanting to pass that. Larry, thank you for the call tonight. I do appreciate it. There are some internet companies that would love to charge by the gigabyte, but it's just there's enough competition I think out there to where they just don't think they can get away with it. Yeah, there are certainly plans that you can get by the gig, but yeah. But not usually for home internet. It's very uncommon. No, that's uh, that, you're talking about cell phone. I was that way under. Satellite, maybe. Yeah, satellite yeah. a long time ago. But, but your DSL, your typical cable connections, they right. if there's a cap, it's so high that almost no one would ever, would ever encounter it. Uh, Southwest Airlines, according to CNN, removed a passenger and her three-year-old son from a Monday flight after the boy, who has autism, refused to wear a face mask. Oh, boy. Does he hate his grandmother? And he got upset. Passenger I'll Alyssa, bet he did. Passenger Alyssa Sadler, who was traveling with a one-year-old daughter as well, told CNN affiliate KPRC... Did they not remove the one-year-old daughter from the, the plane? the family was deplaned. The family was deplaned okay. from the Southwest flight from Midland to Houston, Texas. She said it was just not a good morning. He was screaming, throwing a fit. Porch. He was screaming, no, no, no. I'll tell you a little bit more about this. Uh, why did they remove this child from the airplane? Well, it's because of their new no-tolerance policy. Uh, that I mentioned to you earlier. 855-450 free. No medical exemptions allowed, apparently, on Southwest. At least that's what they were reporting. Yeah! It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms, discord.lrn.fm. I want to say thanks to Seahaw, who is a Free Talk Live silver amplifier, meaning that Seahaw is contributing 5 bucks a month to the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It is a way for you to help us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations which we can do. There's probably a few hundred more that we could theoretically add. We have close to 200 now. We're at the 195 range. So if you want to help us do that, please join AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. It's amp.freetalklive.com. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Tyler. And Mark. And again, it's only five bucks a month. You can use credit card, debit card, PayPal, Bitcoin BTC. So do like Seahaw did. Join up 
over at amp.freetalklive.com. You get some cool bennies for doing that. We're going to go back into your calls, but just a little bit more about what happened on the flight within Texas. It was actually inter-Texas, flying from Midland, Texas to Houston, Texas. On a Southwest Air flight, a little boy, three years old, he would not wear a mask. He has autism. And so because he wouldn't wear a mask and became upset about being forced to or, you know, people pressuring somebody with autism is likely to do. uh, He said, no, no, no. And they said, you're off this plane. The mom, Melissa Sadler, told KPRC her son has a sensory processing disorder and doesn't like his face being touched, and that she had a face medical or a, a medical note. <laughs> that just sounds normal. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he had a, their face being touched. Right. She had a medical note explaining the condition. Sadler added the family previously had been able to fly from Houston to Midland without an issue. They were visiting her husband, who's working in Midland. The Monday flight had left the gate in Midland, but the plane turned around when it became clear the child was not going to wear a mask during the journey. Southwest Airlines has a strict mask policy that requires all passengers, two and older, to wear a mask or face covering for the duration of the flight. Yeah, I think this is uh, mud in their eye when it comes to this uh, this policy of theirs. I mean, you now have a an autistic three-year-old boy with a note from his doctor uh, causing everybody to be late. Well, he could have the coronavirus and kill somebody's grandmother. I mean, we can't just allow some child on an if airplane. If that was their concern, they wouldn't get in a giant metal tube where <laughs> and fly uh, 30,000 feet where there's no air. Well, that's the thing. They can do it because they're not second-class citizens. It's the people who won't wear the masks that are second-class citizens. And so now, if you won't wear a mask, you got to drive. Sorry. Now, maybe there are some airlines that will allow you to do it, because we only reported initially on on American Airlines and uh, Southwest, and that's why the mom was surprised, right? Mom was surprised. She's been able to fly with her son prior you know, to this one flight. Why did this change? Well, their policy changed in late July. Well, their policy isn't a Supreme Court ruling. No, but it's their policy. I understand it's their policy, and sometimes uh, companies in in this world and in this country are told to take their policy and shove them right up their old uh, intake valve, right? And that Uh, may happen here. Who knows? Right. And what I'm thinking is is that the the delivery driver who we just talked to, who mentions the Americans with Disabilities Act, and Mm. the Americans with Disabilities Act is unique in so much as it is uh, something that's enforced through lawsuits. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's I, I have never seen anybody get a ticket for parking in um, parking in uh, ADA places in uh, uh, handicap places. Enforced. And maybe that is. Well, how about this? And yes, um, they do ticket. The, the, the there are outlines on how many uh Handicap spots you need to have out in front of your business. Mm, there's a percentage or of whatever, yeah. right? But that's only enforced through precedent. Okay, so it's not like you when you go and build or anything like that. The the town's going to come out and say you don't have enough, you can't open up. Um, that is, or the federal government certainly isn't going to do it. That's something that's happened over time. With you know this, well, we decided that you need this many, and they have to be this big, and and that kind of thing. So people in ramps and all this stuff, all that right. stuff is based on lawsuits. So. And libertarians are generally against that. I'd like to point that out, right? Because it's a bunch of bureaucrats telling you how you got to run your business and mm-hmm. the things that you have to put into your business because they said so, because one uh, crippled person is uh, enough of an excuse for you to have to do but, all kinds of ridiculous renovations. But the person who has disabilities is the one who has to sue. 
they have standing. I understand that. So they have to put skin in the game. They have to go waste time, you yeah. know, and it's like... Well, the they'll medical, find an attorney. Well, yeah, well, that'll do it for them, but it's going to cost some, something. In some cases, at least up a, front. There, there are attorneys who are disabled who manage to make this a living. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They go around and find all the little things that some commercial property owner has done wrong. We should have known that these mask exemption things weren't going to last the medical exemption, I mean, because I mean, I think I saw an article saying Connecticut is now saying you have to have proof to, to yes. declare a medical exemption, right? Yes, they are. And even if enough people wanted to like file well, now, lawsuits. Wait a minute. Just to clarify, mm-hmm. you have to have a note from a doctor basically which doesn't mean that it has to say what your problem is so they're still technically within the code or within the uh, whatever what do they call it the um, whatever the privacy law was HIPAA, HIPAA. HIPAA. Yeah. so they're technically su- supposedly still within HIPAA because all they're saying is do you have your hall pass from your doctor right a hall pass yep. yeah right. yeah in this case if that young uh, if if it had been another airline the, he would the kid would have been fine and we wouldn't be reading a national news story about a three-year-old with autism kicked off a plane who has a doctor's note the face mask policy was originally introduced in early May, and starting July 27th, the airline introduced mandatory face coverings with, quote, no exemptions, unquote, apart for children under two years old. And we, we reported on this when it happened, that this is now, sorry, no medical exemptions. If you've got a medical exemption, they want you to drive. Or hitch, so, a, hitch a ride or walk or Another whatever. interesting part of this is, is that uh, the birth date was reported by the parents so, of the child yes so they the, could have claimed there it is too. no id right mm-hmm. so they she could have told a lie but that only lasts for so long i mean at some point they're not going to believe he's two anymore well, and she probably <laughs> you know? didn't think that she needed to because it's such an obscene rule it it's is like you're it's one obscene, kid yes. on a plane yeah, and you probably, guys are already hurting as an airline right she probably thought hmm, someone will show compassion towards my son <laughs> <Nope>. somebody will be reasonable <laughs> uh the airline said if a customer cannot wear a mask for any reason, Southwest will, quote, be unable to transport the individual, unquote. The carrier added that in those instances, a full refund will be issued and that they, quote, hope to welcome the customer on board in the future. I'm if- sure they hook and hope all they want. But now this family and people who, in, you know, in that are moved by this story are going to be saying to themselves, huh, Southwest is a bunch of jerks. If they say public health guidance regarding face coverings changes. So they're blaming it on the government. They're saying here, look. Well, then how come all the other airlines can do it? That sounds like a cop out of the highest degree. Are they? We have read on the air that. uh, We read about two of them. Yeah, Those are the major ones. We read about two of them that are not allowing uh, medical exemptions. But in that article, there were some other suggestions that maybe some other airlines also were doing similar things. So I don't know what the current status is of all the major airlines out there. But it would be interesting if somebody somebody did know that or there was some sort of a breakdown out there on where's the best place to fly if you don't want to wear a mask. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you've got some experience with it, get on the phones. Let us know. Maybe you just got off an air, uh, you know, an airplane tonight. You're just getting in your car, putting the key in the ignition, and you're tuning in, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I was just on JetBlue." Well, I'll tell you, when I saw a photo of JetBlue like two months ago, it was the sea of those shields. So they weren't wearing the medical masks; they were wearing the, you know, like the shield that sort of wraps around with plastic all around your whole face. It was a sea of them. Photo of the uh, the inside of the plane. Eight fifty five, four fifty, free like freedom. You can join us here. 
take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything that you want. Our number here, it's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Would you like more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Well, with any pay, you can make it happen. And if you do, then you can also earn passive income for every purchase made in Bitcoin Cash and Dash at those businesses. It's thanks to the AnyPay Ambassador Program. Now, AnyPay, you can get started by downloading the AnyPay Cash Register app over uh, on the Google or Apple app stores. Actually, they renamed it recently. It's just AnyPay now because they got like the trademark or something like that for uh, for AnyPay. But you can still, I think, search for uh, AnyPay Cash Register and I think it'll still come up. AnyPayInc.com is where you can go to learn more about what they're doing at AnyPay. they got some really cool stuff they're working on behind the scenes right now, and I'm looking forward to announcing it, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. I don't want to tease too much because... You know, if I if I let on too far, it'll it'll end up getting pushed back, and I don't want to go further than that. But I'm excited about what they're up to. We are, however, on the podcast putting any pay updates at the mm. end of the show. Yeah, they did one recently, right? Right, they've done two now. Um, I had just loaded, uploaded another. Oh, cool. And so, you know, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next night. Yep. we'll have it uh, added on there, and it's so well. They're so well done. Well, of course, Derek J. I mean, yeah, he, so well done. He does excellent things. Uh, so, by the way, Derek J is coming out here to Keene this weekend. He's going to be at the Mask Freedom event happening oh. on Saturday. It's going to be attracting people from all over, I think, the region. Is he sitting in the show? Um, don't have any plans for that. No, yeah. he hasn't said anything to me about that. Um, I don't think we have an open seat, but uh, it's always great to see Derek J. I was just pointing out he's going to be hanging out in Keene on Saturday uh, because of the mask protest. So he's he's coming out to get his hair cut at the, the new Keene Barber that is now taking cryptocurrency here in town. Uh, which is right next to a yogurt and ice cream place that is now taking cryptocurrency here in town, which is right next to the Corner News, which has been taking cryptocurrency for most of the last decade. So there's actually a whole block. It's a small block, only three businesses. But all three, three out of three businesses on that block uh, are all taking cryptocurrency, which is which is pretty cool. So uh, check out AnyPayInc.com. Those guys are doing some awesome work, and all those businesses here in Keene are taking it with AnyPay. They're using the AnyPay software. Uh, AnyPayInc.com. Com. We go to your calls and thoughts. Bob is in Illinois listening on the radio. Bob, where are you in Illinois? Uh, Springfield. All right. Welcome, sir. You're on the air. Yes. I've got I've got two questions for you, sir. Yeah. And, and first of all, this Ian? It's me, yep. Mm-hmm. I, I love your show. Uh, I miss nobody. Thanks. I love listening to him. Well, don't you worry. He'll be back tomorrow night. All right. Now I've got two questions, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then I'll get off here. First of all, how can Kamala Harris be called an African American? Her father was born in Jamaica, and I don't—I forgot where her mother was born, but it wasn't Africa. I think she's Indian. Yeah, Indian. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But they're calling her an African American. That's my first question. How can they? I'll answer that question uh, from what I understand. 
We asked yeah. a gentleman who called this show probably a decade ago, you know, what's your preference, right? Because he sounded black. And so we, uh, you know, went out on a limb and, and asked him, and he was. And he said he just prefers to be called black. You know, so I think a lot of people on the left, they presume when they see a dark skinned person that that person must be from Africa or originally from Africa or whatever. And so they are trying to be sensitive or whatever. And so they use the term they've been trained to use the term African-American rather than asking somebody if they have a preference and what that preference is. uh, They just they sort of reflexively do that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's a bunch of people being namby-pamby about it all. Um, And at at some point or another, we're going to be bogged down by the verbiage to the point that people are going to be like, I just can't speak this language anymore. Instead of saying black, which is a nice short... Uh, one-syllable terminology. Admittedly, it has a hard K on the end. It could sound rough to the 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 you know the the, the bedwetters out there. I gotcha. But you know, um, American of sub-Saharan African descent is a little wordy. Don't forget your pronouns: he, her, his, or right, whatever. Right, and you know whatever whatever the preference is. I mean, it just gets so dizzying in order to be politically correct. And I know yeah. we're not supposed to use that term anymore either. But um, we're not know, supposed to say politically correct. And the funny thing is, is that I, uh, right? Because if you say politically correct, you're only going after what you're only attacking whatever is politically correct. So therefore, you must be a bigot. Ah. And what? And the thing is, is I don't even know which side cares about Kamala Harris's race more. Is it the Democrats that care the more, or is it the Republicans? I don't even have an answer for you. As far as I'm concerned. She's just a lady who locks a bunch of people up. She's another authoritarian. Um, she's she was a, a an also ran in the Democratic Party. They wanted to push her. Hey, look, we got a we have a woman of color. So what says their voters? They didn't care, but somehow they're gonna now okay. Part back two, in their face. the Veep. I'm gonna bring Bob back on. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Bob. I had to put you on hold there. There was just too much noise coming from your phone. I think you were breathing into it. Go ahead. I said, I totally agree with what you just said. I believe it's just a ploy to to get more votes on one side. But I believe if you're born in America, you're just an American. I think that's a nice thing. I like human beings, too. I don't like the whole uh, idea of breaking people down by race. Uh, What was your other question, though, Bob? You had another one? Yes, I did. Go ahead. Now they want to take kids back into schools, young children, and put masks on them. Hell, I've, I've raised children. I can't even, when I send them outside, they won't even keep their shoes on. Now, how are these kids going to keep masks on their face? Well, that's a great question. They are being indoctrinated, Bob, and thank you for the call tonight. I definitely appreciate hearing from you. There is a high level of indoctrination going on with young children and wearing these masks. There's a lot of parents who are telling their kids they got to wear their masks. And, oh, you're little Johnny, you're going back to school. you got to mask up. It's the new policy. You don't want to get in trouble. And I've actually got a whole article here, which I don't know if we're going to get into it, but about uh, in New Hampshire, some of the schools are getting ready to go back into session and or are actually going into session and there's just this photograph that's just to me it's just so sad uh on the the front of this story from foster's daily democrat where there's two little boys you know they're they've one they got their backpacks on they both got masks on and you know it's a nice summer day and they're both standing out in front of the schoolhouse with what appears to be 
uh, some bureaucrat uh, or their mother handing them what appears to be, you know, hand sanitizer. So, okay, boys, here you go. You got to get your hand sanitizer on before you touch the door to the school. And then don't well, forget you sanitize your hands before you I'm go to every class. I'm all for more clean hands in this world. And remember, yeah? schools were cesspits of, mm-hmm. uh, of infection before COVID. Yeah. And, and you know what? We all survived it. Well, not all of us did. All of us who are alive survived it, by some definition. People, some, Well, yes, but all of us who survived it survived it. That's yes, what I'm saying. Uh, all absolutely. of us survived I, it. I, I don't know a single kid who, who died uh, in elementary school from <laughs> having not cleaned his hands. You don't know, but spinal meningitis is real, right? Yeah, sure. And, and the flu is so real. So chicken pox. The flu probably killed more people. Um, and the the flu certainly killed yeah. more kids. And I don't care if it did, because I don't want to tell people that they need to be hand sanitizing every action that they take. That whenever they open I'm going to door, tell people right now: it, shut down every institution, shut them down. We do not need to collect kids in classrooms thirty no deep. But they're gonna they're gonna keep doing it. Well, washing, I, washing your hands is great, right? These kids should be washing their hands anyway. In fact, what we all should be doing is just washing our hands more and forget about the masks. But the mask part of it, it's like schools are already dystopian enough. It's like sure. you have to stand in lines, listen to bells, yep. you don't, you know, put your head down <laughs> on your desk, blah blah blah. Now you got masks and you're taking away these children's individuality. Absolutely, it's disgusting. And and, and schools have been taking away individuality for a long time. So masks are just the most recent component to that. Mm-hmm. But some schools, for instance, have uniforms where that's the whole point is to take away individuality. In fact, the argument for uniforms by those who support the uniforms is that they don't want children to be individuals. They want them to not have different clothing. on. Oh, because your clothing shows your status and we don't want the children to know who's got more uh, wealth or, you know, there's all these excuses for why they everybody's got to wear this. a chairman Mao suit. To <laughs> Well, in some cases, they've got uh, mandatory hairstyles, you know, like military academies or whatever. You always ought to have the same haircut. Uh, again, it, de- it de-individualizes people with those circumstances. And so, yeah, I don't disagree that washing your hands is a good thing, but being obsessive about it, mm-hmm. I don't think is a good thing. To some extent, it's not a bad thing to get a little bit of dirt in your life. To get you a little, need it. Yeah, so get some germs in your life. Build your immune system. Mm-hmm. Uh, 855, 450 free, but this thing's going to turn out a bunch of pussy kids. More coming up. Free Talk Live, toll-free number, if you want to join us and comment on whatever's on your mind. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. And yes, you can sign up for the Free Talk Live email list. You can go to freetalklive.com. It's pretty much on every page of the site, usually down towards the bottom of the page. So go and get signed up for that. We'll keep you in the loop with the things going on with Free Talk Live when you need to know them. Uh, so we continue with you in the studio. It's Ian, Tyler, and Mark. Right back into your calls and thoughts. Mike is in North Carolina listening online. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's I talked to you guys a couple nights ago. Welcome uh, back. About the incident in Madison with the uh, police department attacking me and the wife in the parking lot. Can you recap briefly for our listeners just tuning in? Uh, yeah, so we were just enjoying some couple's time. And we're in church parking lot. Cop came up, demanded ID, and threatened to smash the window. And he did about 25 threats, eventually pulled now, it out. When you court. say you were enjoying some couple's time in the church parking lot, do you mean that did you, you have were... your pants on? Yeah. 
Yeah, fancy around. We were just talking. Okay, okay. you just <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, just for our listeners, when you called the first time about it, you mentioned that you'd literally just pulled into this parking lot. You weren't there for very long at all before uh, two cop right. cars pulled in. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so they uh, eventually arrested me because I wouldn't give them ID, and that case is still pending. The DA is pursuing it, and what we need help with is it's uh, supposed to be adjudicated on the 19th, which is Wednesday, here in Rockingham County, North Carolina. Oh, you were the uh, blind guy. That's right. You uh, yes. blind, blind Justice was your YouTube channel. Actually, we went there looking for the video. I guess you hadn't posted it yet. Has it been posted since then? No, it's it's there. It's uh, the might be the pinned one. It's the one from Madison. It's uh, one of the okay. 21st of February. Anyway, the, the issue we're having now is I, I made a ADA request with the judge to allow me to go to my court case with my vision aids. So I, I have different things that help me navigate and help read documents and uh, different things like that. Mm-hmm. And the judge sent a letter saying that if I show up to court with my vision aids, that they will hold me in contempt and arrest me. That's bizarre. Wow. Yeah. So so right now I'm, I'm kind of damned if I do, damned if I don't. They're threatening to arrest me, of course, if I don't show up. And now they're threatening to arrest me if I do show up and demand to have equal access as a blind person. What's their justification for that? Did they give it to you? Uh, no. No, so they're required to in, in writing, according to the ADA. They're supposed to have it in writing explaining how uh, it's an undue burden or a fundamental change to their policy or, or the their way they do process. And it's, it's not. Like, simply me having a, you know, a camera or me be taking audio no- notes or video notes is not a change of their it doesn't affect them. Like they yeah, can still adjudicate do all they want. I think you've got these guys on the ropes. Uh, I mean, they've just violated the ADA, the American with Disabilities Act, and that means that you know <laughs> that means big old fines. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's Judge Freeman, and right now, you know, I'm, I'm planning on attending, and we'll find out if they're going to arrest me at the, the courthouse steps and hold me in contempt or whatnot. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I love this guy. He is a rabble rouser, and uh, we were really enjoying some of your videos uh, as we were watching him during the the breaks. This guy is awesome. I mean, he's a blind guy who just stands up for his rights, and uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty inspiring. I think what you do. Appreciate it. Yeah, just letting you guys know, uh, the August nineteenth, this coming Wednesday, I, I stand on you know, stand on the rights, stand on the disability rights, and we'll, we'll find out if if they're gonna beat me up and throw me to the ground again like they did. Uh, <laughs> How often, uh, you know, you you obviously have a uh, camera operator or an editor because, you know, it's probably pretty hard to edit video as, as a blind guy. Uh, so there's clearly somebody who's helping you out. Is it like your uh, girlfriend or wife or? Yeah, it's the wife. Yeah, the same one that, that uh, is in that video where she she was terrified, man. She was, she was scared to death when that guy was threatening to smash the window in her face. Yeah, that's the one video that we didn't notice there. There's one on your channel uh, with the Madison Town Hall that looks like you just streamed it live within the last hour. But uh, prior to that, there's nothing in the last four days. So I don't know if that video that you're referring yeah. to is actually there. It's back from February 21st. It's probably titled something like Kidnapped Again. Oh, like okay. I thought it had just gone down when you uh, had called us. I apologize. Okay, so no, Kidnapped Again. It's just again. now getting through the courts. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Well, now we'll yeah. know where to look better. Okay, yeah, I can see it here. Kidnapped again, February 21st. There it is. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll make a note uh, on that. Mike, keep us in the loop as to what goes on. Are you able to get video cameras into courthouses You can't there? bring a visual aid with a camera. Yeah, they, that's what the thing is. They're trying to lock it down. North Carolina is pretty tyrannical with yeah. uh, with body cam and any kind of anything. So there's from the police 
or any any law enforcement here. They say it's not a public record, so it's crazy. We need to get you up here to New Hampshire, man. It's, uh, things are a lot more interesting up here. You can get cameras into courts, or at least previous to COVID, you could. I don't know what's going to happen. It's actually, I'm going to be at a courthouse on the 19th as well, because they're having their first trial here. That They, ha- they haven't had a single trial in New Hampshire, the whole state of New Hampshire, for what, three, four, five months or something, you know, five months, I think, since basically uh, March. And so they're going to have their first one on October, or sorry, August 19th. So I'm going to be there for that. I'm going to be doing jury outreach on that particular day because it's the first time I've been able to do that in months. And I also want to go observe the trial. I want to go observe the uh, the jury selection as a member of the so-called public. Uh, as a member of the, of the so-called media, I want to go there and observe this, and we will see what happens. So maybe we'll both have yeah, some, man. some things to report on the 19th. Jury nullification. Yeah, spread the word. Thanks, Mike. Will do. I appreciate it. Good luck out there to you as well. Thanks for the call tonight. Let's go to Kirby in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kirby. Hey, what's up, gentlemen? Um, uh, Mark, you ask, uh, you didn't know who Kamala Harris's skin color mattered to the most? Who does that? You think it We will vote for anybody who we think looks like us. We don't care about her record. Uh, but when she was D.A. in California, black folks couldn't stand her. White folks couldn't stand her. But now because she's running for president or vice president, maybe president will ignore. Yeah, quite possibly president. Because yeah. old Joe ain't going to last for mm-hmm. 18 months. We don't, uh, know, we don't know if he's going to last the Democratic uh, convention. <laughs> I can't say what I wanted to say. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but there is a website called KamalaHarris.info. Believe it or not, you cannot post that link on Facebook. Yep. It has been blocked. What? That is voter support. Yes, I've it's heard blocked. that. Yeah, you I go to that now. site right now and try to post something from there onto Facebook, it's not going to allow it. <laughs> oh, now, these to are the me, same that's people. voter suppression. This, it's the same people behind the Joe Biden site, the JoeBiden.info, where it's got all the videos of him like uh, inappropriately touching and sniffing small children. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. why I picked Kamala Harris. Yeah. She smells the best. <laughs> yeah, she probably does smell good, but... Kamala um, Harris. It says right here when you go to KamalaHarris.info, the headline, Kamala Harris for arresting the people. <laughs> Kept nonviolent criminals in jail to put out forest fires. When federal judges in California wanted to expand their prisoner release program for nonviolent criminals, Kamala Harris's lawyers argued against it. Her lawyers claimed that releasing them would cause prisons to lose an important pool of forced labor for putting out California's wildfires for which prisoners only get paid a dollar an hour. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then there's yep, and so we go. We're going to elect a slaver and his favorite slave catcher. Yep, things they haven't changed very much. Thank you, Kirby. Great call. Always appreciate hearing from you. The toll free number is eight fifty five four fifty free, but. So many people are going to try their hardest to ignore all this information about this woman. Imagine the pain you've experienced, um, you know, whether that uh, pain real or whatever, whatever you care about that pain. Imagine the pain you've experienced in order to simply vote for somebody based on their skin color. Like, I don't I can't imagine I've never you know been in a situation like that where I would make a judgment about somebody based on their skin color. Mm-hmm. But it's tokenism, right? Like, what's her track record? She was a prosecutor. She, she has was an attorney no, general. Was she? She was the top cop. 
in the California. top cop. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I still don't know if that's enough experience to be like, this was the best pick. It wasn't the best pick. This was the pick that was a female mm-hmm. who was also a minority, and that's why he picked her. And the fact and that that doesn't bother people, yeah, should and it should bother them. Like that's it's just tokenism. We should be picking people based on their character, not identity politics, and just trying to fill check check marks in the box. Well, but all of their characters are all awful. I mean, they're just all terrible human beings. She's just one of the worst. Very true. <laughs> uh, by the way, Mark, I did uh, at the very end of that story about the Southwest Airlines kicking the three-year-old boy and his family yes. off because he was autistic and refused to wear a face mask, uh, even though they had a doctor's note because Southwest Airlines is now saying it doesn't matter if you have a doctor's note, you're not welcome on our airlines. And that's what U.S. or American Airlines says. CNN Travel points out that many U.S. airlines are taking a hard line on masks with carriers including Delta, American Airlines, and United, adopting a policy of banning passengers from future flights if they fail to wear a mask. Now, that doesn't mean they have the med- medical exemption or not. Right. But, well, uh, that's the important part of this. I understand that you can't just wander onto an airplane and say, I'm here for mask freedom and get to sit down. Yeah. But, um, you know, if, if you're a three-year-old autistic boy who's got a note from his doctor... You're not flying on Southwest. They turn the plane around. And you're not flying... I think there's a suit. ...on American. And uh, maybe there will be a suit, and we'll see how it goes if that happens. But they'll in the settle. meantime, they're not going to let you fly. There's more coming up here. It's free talk. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, The Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block, and that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more, and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. It's Free Talk Live. Dial toll-free. Join us on the radio. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian. And Tyler. And Mark. Are you afraid to touch cash? (gasps) Most people would want cash in the past. Like, if you were going to offer them some cash, they would take it from you. You know, no strings attached. I suspect they still will. But now, according to a recent survey, a story at Fortune magazine, fortune.com, apparently a majority of Americans now fear it. Dirty Money is a popular Netflix documentary, but the term could also be used to describe how many Americans feel about handling cash these days. According to a new survey, 54% of Americans are concerned about touching coins or bills due to covid while 60% plan to use so-called touchless payments in the future. Okay, so I have a couple of thoughts on this. First, there is no level of risk worth touching a penny. (laughs) 
I, it's just not worth it, right? It's not worth bending over to pick up the American mm-hmm. one-cent piece. You throw your back it's, out. It's been, right, it's been devalued <laughs> to the point that, I mean, you know, penny candy when I was a kid was three or five cents, like really, really young, three cents, and then went up to five cents. Now penny candy, I mean, uh, my son got a, 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 a Tootsie Pop, yeah. and it was 30 cents. Jesus so that's 10 times if you presumed I, I think a Tootsie Pop would have been more, but at, at least five yeah, cents. Right. It's five times, five times the value. Yeah. Anyway, this thing is just I mean, we look at a half penny piece from way back. The reason they had a half penny piece was because you needed it. You needed to be able to exchange half a cent's worth of value. Mm -hmm. Now pennies are only there so that people can make exact change. They cost four cents to make. Have you read Mm -hmm. this survey? Because you're going to love the next statistic here. Well, um, okay. So a penny isn't worth taking. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm not taking change at all. Mm. They can put it in the little Mm -hmm. tip jar thing and say, hey, thanks for being open during these uncertain times or whatever, right? (laughs) Whatever. And now um, dollars and uh, bills, okay, I'm taking those back. So the findings are based on, and to be fair, it's an online survey so it's probably not the you know most scientific yeah uh but it is conducted by and it was 600 people uh conducted by rapid a global payments company spelled r-a-p-y-d backed by digital payment giant stripe the survey did find that 45 percent of americans want to see pennies phased out oh yeah Mm -hmm. it's gotta go while five percent want all coins to be eliminated yeah so coins i don't know why americans are going after them i would say um, well, some people need to do their laundry and apparently that's become quite the challenge for some folks see i feel like it should go the other way we should be getting rid of dollar bills and replacing them with coins coins last really? longer it's cheaper yes. to do yeah it, I'm it with costs you. millions of dollars to print dollars every year now they do I that in they, canada right yeah they've got toonies i don't know Loonies if they've got anything higher than that yeah. um but you know there's no doubt that the the way to implement a dollar uh, dollar coin is to simply not give Americans the choice. They're not going to change of their own accord. Mm-hmm. Hey, would you like the bill or would you like the coin? It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right. You also have to eliminate some coins in order to make it make sense in cash registers. Mm-hmm. So the penny definitely has to go. But right. as far as I'm concerned, really, ladies and gentlemen, how much worse would your life be if they eliminated the nickel? The dime and the penny. I mean, really, if they just rounded up or rounded down, mm. come on. Is it that big of a difference? A quarter dollar. I mean, a dollar is not worth much of anything. You can't get a candy bar for a dollar. <laughs> you cannot days. walk into a convenience store and buy a candy bar for a dollar. Only in New Hampshire will you be able to buy a beverage in that convenience store for a dollar because mm. most of them the tax uh, you know goes up as a matter of fact the, I believe the only reason for the pennies is because of the tax and they can r- round the prices I mean we have the we have calculators mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd say tr- the penny and the nickel for sure the dime can be the new penny there what's wrong go. with that round it's everything the to the 10 cents yeah, yeah and it's already the smallest yeah yep. I, I think that the problem with keeping the dime is is that you can't figure out like there's certain things that it would be difficult to price in certain ways. Mm. So whereas you could price things at thirty, you know, a dollar thirty-five, you couldn't price them at a dollar oh five. 
Mm. So mm-hmm. the the dime is a funny little thing there. You could have a twelve and a half cent piece in order to be a half quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, and we already sell. By the way, we sell gallons of gasoline in a world where people talk in liters. We'd sell gallons of gasoline for uh, you know three dollars and nine tenths of a cent. I think it's actually two oh nine these days. You're off by a dollar. I'm just uh, giving a number. It's probably California. It's three dollars. The nine tenths of a cent that's important here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, they we're round up. Literally selling a gallon of fuel by x x x x point x x and nine tenths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that allows them to make it look like it's one cent less on the sign than it the actually idea is. of a twelve and a half cent piece isn't the most radical notion nope. out there. But that's only if you can't live with anything. I mean, you got your qu- quarters, I think, are fine. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, because you're only rounding up or rounding down by that same 12 and a half cents. This whole thing with the people saying that cash is dirty, right? Mm-hmm. First off, it, it to is. me, well, it is, but it, to me, it, it, it seems like blatant propaganda, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the question itself is loaded. If you ask someone, are you concerned about how dirty money is? Well, immediately they're going to think, well, yeah, money's dirty. dirty. I guess I shouldn't be yeah. touching that. And it, but was it a problem? Ever? No. Has it ever, like, has there ever been an epidemic started because people were passing around dollar bills from a strip club or something? Right. Well, I don't know. The, I can't answer that particular question. But what I can say is, is that the experts now, when they talk about this disease, they talk about an airborne disease. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about people getting infections from surfaces, yeah, which surfaces they were and touching and things. They were saying, no, they were you saying don't. that previously. I, look, I'm not claiming to know. I'm just claiming to listen. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying is, is that it's all about the mask. Well, uh, you know, fine, then it shouldn't be a problem. And I've been paying in cash. I in, I will continue to continue to use cash. I'm not going to stop using cash because somebody might be scared of it. You know, figure it out. It's legal tender and for all debts, public and private. If you're going to open your doors, figure out how to take American cash. Now, the CEO of Rapid did say that COVID has accelerated the trend of Americans ditching cash for other forms of payment, but he says it will take years before the U.S. uh, resembles Asia, where phone-based digital wallets are ubiquitous. He says this is partly due to the large number of Americans who like to pay with cash, as well as the slow process of replacing existing point-of-sale systems, which rely on consumers using physical cards and signing receipts with machines that can read digital wallets like Apple Pay. Uh, they point out that the move away from cash could be accelerated by accelerated by governments around the world using COVID as a pretext to reduce the amount of coins and bills in circulation. In the U.S., the pandemic has already produced a coin shortage, in part due to decreased activity at laundromats, transit facilities, and other places where Americans spend coins. But I don't buy that. Like, it just doesn't make sense. We've covered this before. Um there was a ton of coins out there before. Why all of a sudden is there a shortage? The fact that people aren't spending is going to cause a shortage? Well, then they would still have all the coins they had previously. So, like, it doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't almost make any seems sense like it's either. a plot. It almost seems like they're purposely uh, doing this coin shortage thing. And, and it's actually made making uh, a trip to the laundromat difficult. Yes. We had a guy call in and talk about this, and I've seen stories about it online, where people that actually need coins to go and use them to wash their laundry are having a tough time. They're going to multiple banks asking for coins because they can't get enough of them. Well, um, first off, if it's a plot, I finally applaud the United States government. Finally, you've done something right. Use an opportunity. Don't actually let a crisis go to waste. Eliminate these awful things, these these worthless bits of metal. When it comes to laundromats, these are just people that did 
poor planning in the first place. They should have had machines that spit out Chuck E. Cheese tokens mm-hmm. that can only be at their used at their laundromat mm-hmm. as opposed to quarters. Then they wouldn't be having this the same problem. problem yeah. There's always uh, you know swiping machines and these kind of things. Right. These cards. little misers were just sitting around saying, I'll just continue to use the quarters. Yep. What could go wrong? Well, here you go. You trusted the government and it, surprise. They screwed you. Well, now they are saying, apparently, according to another Fortune report, that the U.S. Mint, uh, after scaling back its coin operations in the spring due to health concerns, did return to full production back in June. They're planning to produce 17.8 billion coins by the end of the year, which is 7.4 billion more than last year. So if they're planning... Talk live. You bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves here. The number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call in line rooms. You just go to discord.lrn.fm and you can jump into one of those rooms. You will sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us tonight. It's Ian. And Tyler. And Mark. Want to invite you to Bitcoin.com. You know, we were just talking about Americans being afraid of cash. According to an online survey, over half of Americans say they are afraid to touch cash and coins. Now they're looking into online payments or so-called touchless payments. And you know what? Whether you're actually afraid of COVID or not, uh, you need to look into Bitcoin. Because cryptocurrency like Bitcoin is here to stay. And it is touchless. Okay. In fact, it is touchless and it's decentralized, which means that no government is in charge. It is not, uh, they can't stop it. The government can't take it down. It will continue because it's decentralized and it's amazing. You really ought to look into Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and uh, a variety of other cryptocurrencies. And Bitcoin.com is a great place to get started doing that. If you got a little bit of time on your hands, go and get started at uh, Bitcoin.com. If you're not new, however, and you want to get the latest news headlines, they've got that too on their news site over at news.com bitcoin.com we go to your phone calls and thoughts he is chris in new hampshire you're on free talk live watching us on youtube hey guys it's chris from new hampshire how's it going chris what's on your mind hey i called in last thursday and i brought up um uh an idea i had about petitioning the government to remove people's rights to vote once they hit 60 <laughs> great right. idea and, and it's been a week who else do you want and, to uh, suppress <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's been a week, and things haven't gone any better. You know, bike <laughs> week in New Hampshire now, people are going to have to wear masks. I hope That's they don't. A, you know, it's, what are they going to do if they don't? A bunch of bikers are getting together drinking, and you're going to tell them all that they have to do something? That doesn't sound it's not going to go well. I don't think it's going to go very well. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the cop with that job. Yeah. yeah I, I'm interested to see how this goes. I've been to Bike Week before. We went down there, uh, just you know, a group of the activists from uh, the libertarian community. It was it was at, back when they had it at the same time as the Porcupine Freedom Festival, so we kind of made a little pilgrimage uh, down there as a, as a group, and then they, they postponed it this year. So normally it happens happens in mid to late june this year it's happening in august do you know when it's supposed to start chris no and i don't really care either unfortunately i'm not a big biker guy um me neither but i do care about people's rights so 
important. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a biker, but I do care about people's rights. So I do uh, hope that the bikers make a stand, and I hope that they don't wear uh, the masks. Uh, unfortunately, the governor has threatened directly the organizers of Bike Week and any other event that would dare to have a hundred people or more gathered in the same place and uh, and not have masks on. So they actually won't be ticketing the individual bikers. They will come after the organizers. That's what they're. Oh yeah, of course. These plebs. That's all they deserve. So um, I was thinking, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the governors from all 50 states mm-hmm. um, unleashing these new powers that I had not known they had before. So I decided after our call last week that I wanted to run for governor in New Hampshire, but oh, I've run out of time. I've run out of time to do it for 2020. Right. So if America is still established by 2022, <laughs> I'll run for governor of New Hampshire. But this Excellent. is what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at, you know, it's a great idea. I would do a lot of great things for the people in New Hampshire. But the chances of America being the same in, you know, two years is probably pretty slim. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you have two options. You can vote Democrat if you're prepared for a civil war immediately. And you you got all your stuff. Your ducks are all lined up. You've been prepping. You you were that doomsday prepper that was made fun of, and mm-hmm. you're all ready to go. Or you could vote Republican if you need a few more months to gather your goods because <laughs> you, know, you were slacking off. So, so how does the civil it, war it, look? Because uh, I mean, who's, I, who's fighting who? Uh, that's a great question. This, I'm, I'm assuming everybody's going to be fighting each other. See, the, the, the federal works. government's done a great job of separating people into little little groups. Mm-hmm. And so each group will have fighting. There'll be some infighting. You know, even in the Boogaloo movement, there's a bunch of infighting. Of course. Um, so I'm, I'm just thinking that I'm probably the person to help bring these people together if there is still uh, New Hampshire. So what is your plan? And, Are you going to run as a Republican, a Democrat? Are you going to try for a boy. third party? No, actually, I'm going to run as a make-it-up-as-you-go-along-itarian. Okay. okay. And uh, I'm just going to base it off of what I've, you know, my own moral beliefs. Yeah. And uh, one of which is making sure that people, once you hit 60, no more voting for you. <laughs> that's, certainly, uh, that's first and foremost. And I'm not opposed to giving out pardons if you, you know, let's say, do an act of violence against somebody of the pedophilia um, fetish. I'm okay with whipping out pardons for that. Okay. But, like a, like uh, a you know, basically, and that's as a governor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah governor, governor or king pardon. of the north, whatever we're going to call it then. Okay, we'll, we'll call it what you like. King of the north. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm leaning towards King of the North because you know I was a. I'm a nerd and I kind of like the Game of the Thrones thing. <laughs> well, they already call Sununu His Excellency in the governor's orders that he's been issuing. And give us a third issue. Like usually, campaigns have three big issues that they're pushing. So what's that the third? Stand one? in stark relief. You know, I mean, I, 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 I have all sorts of issues with how things are going. Like, let's say this: um, if you are from another state, you're not allowed in New Hampshire. Mm. Now, that's not really freedom-oriented, and no. um, but I'm okay with that, because with we'll you. make it up as you go along. I, I got my vote. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, hey, keep us in the loop on this uh, gubernatorial run. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. I would wonder exactly what the time frame is. I mean, if I'm in of New what? Hampshire today, when he disallows people from outside of New Hampshire, or do they go back uh, you know, to your birth certificate and say, oh, 
Sorry, you were born. Mm, I don't elsewhere. know. I'm sorry, I got rid of him. I wish you could answer that question. I don't you. know if I'm necessarily opposed to maybe like building a wall between us and Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm, I, That's I'm, a good I'm idea. I'm not just not necessarily opposed. But then who's going to buy <laughs> our fireworks and cigarettes? <laughs> That's yep, a fair point. Yep, I hear you. I hear you. Well, maybe an immigration policy. We'll give him visas. Let's go to Dave. He's in Michigan. We'll give him uh, cell phone trackers when they come in. There we'll you put go. The, uh, the, the tracking device on the cell phone. you got to get out. what town are you calling from in Michigan there? Yep, right here in Jackson. All right. Listening to WKHM. Go ahead. Michigan. Hey, hello, men. What's on your mind? Glad you took my call because... Okay. We do that. You know, we, we thought about putting the border up with Ohio and, you know, Indiana. We had to either take the UP of Michigan or give up the port of Toledo, and by God, we made a good decision there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. You know, I don't know if I can add much to what you're saying, but, you know, uh, I did read that uh, article, brief article about people don't want to touch cash, but they will punch in a number on a pin machine in a second. Yep. Dirty, mm. dirty old pin machine. Uh, the same pin machine that every other person punched in numbers on. Right. Cash, I think I think somebody from New Hampshire was over here in Michigan, but I punched it in right after him. That's right. They're just carrying it all over. Yeah, well, I mean, the ultimate uh, paranoiacs and the germaphobes, I'm sure, have their little spritzer hand cleaner things that they can spray on their hands after they, they, that touch after they take cash. Their thing. Yeah, they could. Uh, hey, Dave, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We got more coming up. You can take control of the airwaves here. This is Free Talk Live. There are basically two types of advertising, direct response and branding. Radio's great for direct response with its low cost to listener ratio, but audio can't be beat for branding, which is a longer term endeavor. You want to be the first thing that someone thinks of when they think about your product or service. If you have a local business that you want kept top of mind in your community, call the station. If you need national reach, Free Talk Live's got around 200 radio stations, millions of monthly listening sessions, can suit all budgets, and if we don't think we're right for you, we'll tell you. Email me, mark at freetalklive.com. Yeah, it's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We do have a web forum. You can go to forum.freetalklive.com. It is part of the Shire Forums, which is you know a larger set of forums. We have one of the sub-forums there because, honestly, people don't care about forums anymore. But I do like the idea of having one just in case we can persuade people to get off these centralized social media platforms. So if you want to take a look and see what's over there, head over to forum.freetalklive.com. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian, Tyler, and Mark. Uh, so coming up, it is college season the fall semester is getting ready to kick off uh we got a college here in Keene that's about ready to start going uh, i think they're gonna start the move-in process next week and uh, college starting in about 10 or 11 days from now and we've got some ridiculous rules of course that are going to be in place on college campuses we can tell you about some of those coming up here but first we're going to your phone calls and thoughts we actually have people calling in from d live now, I will remind our DLive and Twitch viewers and callers that this is a broadcast radio show. So if you say words you can't say on the radio, we have to drop your call and we'll feel very sad about it. 
because then we have to hit the dump button if you say words we're not you're not supposed to say on the radio so keep that in mind uh, when in doubt leave it out we're going to bring john on the line in new york so we'll see how this goes john you're on free talk live go ahead hi uh first time caller new to the show Welcome. Uh, you, guys, you guys are like a libertarian radio show i just caught you guys on be live that is, that is right? correct you are right about that cool and are you guys you know the trump supporting type of libertarians or I don't think you could really be a libertarian and support Trump in any sort of meaningful there goes way. Ian, besides somebody's libertarian yeah, card besides, right out of their hand. I'm not done with my statement. <laughs> besides just like for the entertainment value. I mean, Trump isn't a libertarian. Yeah, thank God. Right. Um, so are you guys open borders libertarian? Well, yeah. I mean, in order to actually care about freedom, you have to care about other people's freedom to go from point A to point B if they are welcome in both, uh, or in point B if they're welcome in the destination, they should be able to get to it. Don't you think? Uh, no, I don't. Actually, no? I believe in the concept of the nation state. Oh, so you're a, a statist. You're an authoritarian. Yeah, I'm a regular person. Um, okay. Well, for me, it's a stipulation, right? Like, I like the idea of open borders, but that can only happen once the welfare state is removed. If you're going to have a welfare state, then you have to enforce borders. Otherwise, it's a it's a failed model. Yeah, I would. I, I'm I'm with that same point. Is is that if you can't put out a bowl of food every day and expect not and not expect to get stray cats, mm-hmm. um, and and yelling at the stray cats isn't the point. It's to stop putting out the bowl of food. So are you However, saying you? Hold on, you, hold on. I'd, I'd like to go one more thing. I think it's really important to point out that the Constitution doesn't give the power to the United States federal government to control immigration, only naturalization, and that I, since I don't support the encroachment of the U.S. federal government into all of the other areas of our lives, I don't support the encroachment of the federal government into that area either. Actually, immigration and naturalization are from the founding fathers up until about 1965 was in the federal government, in the executive branch, in fact. And from well, I don't think immigration appears well, in the Constitution. I'm not saying they didn't okay. handle it. I'm saying that they uh, it is not written in their document. It's not constitutional. If, if, if you, you want to play a game, that's fine, but I'm playing the game called the Constitution, and it's not written so in the there. first. So the so the first Immigration and Naturalization Act of 1790 was just unconstitutional? Uh, I'm going to have to look that one up. I believe the first re- immigration restriction was the Yellow Man Laws in 1870? That's absolutely false. Okay. And what is the, the name of this act that you're referring to? Uh, the Immigration and Naturalization Act of 1790 passed by the first Congress under the first administration, George Washington, with John Adams as his vice president, declared immigration to be strictly for free Europeans of good character, and they have to live for naturalization under certain rules. I'm not talking about the specifics of it, but I am saying that that power was enumerated by the very founding fathers that all the libertarians love with the federal government. Well, I don't know if I love the the founding fathers. I think that they were just the most lucky tyrants of all. Um, I can tell. Well, I mean, Lysander Spooner said that the Constitution has uh, either failed to stop these depredations of the government or it has authorized it. Which one do you think it is? Uh, No, I think that the Constitution is built for, as John Adams said, a moral and religious unified people. Same with John Jay, the first Supreme Court Justice of the This guy doesn't think they're depredations. He doesn't think they're depredations. He's in favor of the state. He's in favor of authoritarianism. No, 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 don't. Yeah, he is. Don't put words in my mouth. You said you were. Don't put words in my mouth. Don't put words in my mouth. Okay. You're not in favor of the state? Listen, listen. I know libertarians love to... No, no, no. I'm asking you a question. Hold on. 
Uh, no, the degradation uh, that the Constitution has failed to prevent isn't necessarily the Constitution, but it is the nation as a whole. We've become what more, you know, we've become less worthy of the Constitution. Okay, but are you against the state or in favor of it? Oh, I'm in favor. Okay, so you are in favor of the state. So I wasn't putting words in your mouth there. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm a regular person. You're in favor of border enforcement? Absolutely. Okay. So, like, at what level would you like to see border enforcement? It's not enough right now for you, I presume. What would you like to see? Uh, I would love whatever causes in, uh, a, net, a zero legal immigration and a much reduced legal immigration. If that's a border wall, that's a border wall. If it's, if it's heavy, you know, maybe not a wall, but just a presence, uh, you know, from our government, then it's a presence, whatever it is. But this immigration of the past 60 years from 1965 immigration back till now is I, I, I'd like to specify here that the 1790 Act is called the Naturalization Act, and it does not refer to immigration into the country. It refers to becoming a citizen and the, having the ability to vote. That's the difference between immigration right. and that's naturalization. What, that's what naturalization means. Naturalization means so who that, is allowed to immigrate? So who is allowed to immigrate? I, look, Anyone. I didn't write the rules, dude. Anyone could immigrate back then. You could just show up places and they wouldn't know you were there. Yes, they could. They oh, absolutely could. And you could, could. Become, you could, be, and you could become a citizen? No, no. Why that's would you want to do that? That's what the Naturalization Act was, and that's why it's written into the Constitution. Why would you want to become a citizen? Why is it a problem to simply say that the United States uh, Constitution doesn't address country? immigration? Why would I want to become a citizen of my own country? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Man, you'd, so you'd, you'd, love to be in a, you'd love to be on American soil, but not a citizen. Well, it's for the bennies, right? That's what it's about. It's about the benefits. It's what do I get out of it, right? The whole point uh, being a citizen well, is because you get, you get you're all the— You're the libertarian. You're the one who wants this hyper-free market capitalism and all the benefits that come with that, right? No, I just want freedom. Right. I don't think I have a right to, to, to yeah, push, despite, push ideology despite, on other people. I didn't say anything about capitalism. You're the one who brought that term up. Now, you can have whatever form of economic organization you want to as long as you're doing it voluntarily. That's all I'm really concerned about. Thank you, John, for the call. I do appreciate the conversation. You're welcome to call us any old time. And, and thanks for not violating those uh, pesky FCC rules there. At least he didn't do that. His viewpoints were despicable, but at least we got to hear them. Well, I appreciate him bringing up this act. I, I really wasn't familiar with it at all, and I uh, had a chance to you know to browse into it. it but i'm gonna you know i'm gonna read the whole thing tonight so but it wasn't about immigration so thank you but the best i can that. tell this is about getting citizenship which is yeah. what uh, naturalization is about not about being on the soil yeah and they again, never imagined for a moment that that was really a problem right and he doesn't understand that the uh, definition of citizen is one who owes a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection and if you don't believe me on that mm-hmm. go ahead and look it up it's the same definition in all the legal dictionaries i've ever looked at it in it's the same definition in the normal dictionaries that's some what of them there are others that uh, go into other things but yeah oh, I mean, can you find me another definition sure, because that's the definition of citizen from relatively what quickly. i've seen uh that it owes somebody who owes a but duty a legal of allegiance. definition is a person who owes a duty of allegiance in exchange for an obligation of protection that's correct and it's really important to note this the united states uh supreme court has noted multiple times the united states federal government your local government and your state government have no obligation to protect you so the idea that you are a citizen is a fantasy. Sure. You are a subject. People, yeah, people like John, it's like 
it's all about in-groups and out-groups. And they seem to think that as long as it's their in-group, then everything's fine, right? As mm-hmm. long as it benefits me, that's what matters. And they don't care about the other people, and that's where no. the lack of empathy comes from, and that's what I have a problem with. Yeah, you could definitely tell that guy did not have uh, any empathy whatsoever no. for uh, immigration. Sounded like a civic nationalist. Immigrants, for me. instance. Uh, yep, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. We'll fit your calls in if we can here in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up. Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe time for you. You got to call now, though, to have a chance getting on with us tonight. Our number is 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom in the studio, Ian. Tyler. And Mark. Don't forget, we've got a website. It's got archives. You can download them at your leisure at freetalklive.com. Plus, follow us on various social medias such as... Uh, we're on Telegram. Uh, we've got a Telegram channel. You can go to telegram.freetalklive.com. Follow our show prep posts there, the stuff we're talking about on the air. Uh, also, toot.freetalklive.com is the Mastodon version of the same information. And we still have one of those Twitters at twitter.freetalklive.com until they take us off of Twitter, which could happen in any moment. Uh, so we're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. Of course, you can bring up anything you want. And if we don't get to, to the chance to talk about this college COVID nonsense that's going to be coming down in the fall semester, we definitely will uh, get into that at some point in the future. There's just so much to cover here tonight. Even even David Blaine is, uh, is back in the news. The magician who did some pretty wild stunts over the last couple of decades. Apparently, he has, hasn't been seen in like... Almost a decade. He hasn't done any one of his crazy stunts in quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. But he's got one coming out where he's planning to float with balloons over New York City. It's a pretty wild kind of stunt. That yeah, I've fun. heard you can't actually like hold on to helium balloons and float up no matter how many cartoons we've watched. Well, there's a photograph of at least what appears to be a man being held up by uh, balloons. I presume there's helium inside of them. So I think if you've got enough of them, it probably would work. Uh, but then again, maybe it's just magic, Mark. Maybe it's BS. <laughs> or do you repeat yourself? Uh, so we go back to your calls and thoughts. Another DLive caller. Ryan is in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan. Hey, how you doing tonight? Ryan, good. What's uh, on your mind? Yeah, I'm a... I'm an economics major at the University of Florida, and I was just wondering what y'all's opinion is on um, gators. The importance. Uh, yes, sir, gators. My gators. my opinion is that Florida State University is a girls' school. Oh, it's a, what are you, an FSU fan? <laughs> FSU, no, FSU is in fact was uh, Florida uh, the, State University, the, the state of Florida's uh, female college when University of Florida was the male college. Oh, how about that? Wow. Sorry, Didn't so Ryan, you were trying day. to get to no, a, I am not an FSU fan. A question. What was the question? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to ask, what's your opinion on the importation of uh, foreign labor into the uh, the American economy? I guess my uh, – I'm going to jump in. And fo- foreign labor into the American economy is largely benefits the consumers in the same way that importation of foreign goods into the economy largely benefits uh, the the American uh, you know the American consumer. So it would be bad for you if, say, you worked in a field where 
uh, you know, not speaking, you know, you didn't have to speak English particularly well or uh, low skilled or, you know, whatever the, the case may be. But by and large, I think it benefits all of us. So I'm actually an economics major, too. So that's exciting. Um, if you want my opinion, um, I would say that, um, you know, foreign labor is definitely a good thing. Cato Institute, I feel like, did a, did research on this years ago and said that there's tons of unused manpower in the world that isn't being utilized. And if we just opened borders and allowed people to move and chase the jobs that they would go after, we would fill all those roles. The problem is with, like, especially agriculture work, is you're not going to find Americans that are willing to do that job for the pay that you're getting for that. I know in a lot of states, like the state I'm from, Washington State, if you're an agricultural worker, you don't get overtime and a lot of the stipulations uh, uh, for what your employers have to pay you get waived. So you end up making less than minimum wage as an agricultural worker. And a lot of Americans Mm. just aren't willing to do that. Openborders.org says there'll be a one-time doubling of world GDP just based on uh, opening up uh, labor. Well, there you go. But you also said you don't want to do that until the welfare system goes away. I think that we have a terrible welfare system in the United States. Um, I'm not entirely sure what would happen if they just opened the borders and put the, uh, you know, the weight on the welfare system. Uh, But I think think it is unfair Mm -hmm. to make Americans pay for. uh, Well, Americans should stop paying for it. Well, I I agreed. Stop being a little bitch. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, wow, that was a mouthful there. Yeah, I was going to say that seems like it's really unfair to the American uh, worker. Like, they're killing their wages for the importation of cheap foreign labor. I mean, all for the sake of consumer goods. But that's kind of a bad take. What are are those American workers going to do with their wages? By consumer well, goods, I don't right? think I don't I think we're looking at this the wrong way. The average American worker is not competing with the immigration worker from Mexico. Okay, the average American worker should be competing against average workers in Europe, right? That are making like you know yeah, aerospace well, parts or machining parts. Europe or importing workers from like the third world. Mm-hmm. If you can't compete against somebody who has a dubious control of the English language who is willing to work for uh, you know pittance then what good are you in the area that you're you're you're, you're working go on and do something Why else corporations to rake americans over the coal for foreign nationals that don't even corporations have a are uh, corporations are government creations and i do not believe that people should be uh, i pe- believe people should be liable for their own actions so i don't know really how to address that when corporations are trotted out all i'm saying is is if you can't compete against an illiterate mexican then your job. Then perhaps you should pursue another line of work. Yeah, hey, you can't compete against an illiterate Mexican if like he's bit completely underbidding you with his weight, uh, the wages he's willing to buy in on. You know, well, when I worked in, as a roofer in the nineties, you have an unlimited labor supply and you're importing from the rest of the world. Americans can't compete with that. It's going to drive the wages completely down to nothing. I think like, the, there, there is no old. I think the problem's misplaced. I don't think the problem is bringing workers in. I think the problem is is that we sent jobs overseas, and that's where the problem lies. It's that both. It's both. I mean, you're right on that too. Well, how are you gonna How are you gonna stop uh, sending uh, jobs overseas? I mean, you know, that's either either I'm free to manufacture where I want to manufacture, or I'm not free at all. Yeah, it's called tariffs. Uh, you place tariffs on the companies and penalize them for going overseas. I'm familiar with with what um, you know the the government might do to people in order to fine them for finding uh, lower uh, wage workers. But I think I like real life better. And right now, companies Dude, that real mo- life is government. Like yep. people need a government. There definitely them. are people that will pull out a gun, stick it right in your face, and say, "If you don't do what I say, I will blow your brains all over the wall." And some of them work for the government. And Ryan sounds like he supports that sort of thing, <laughs> right, Ryan? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, that's the kind of person you are. 
Thanks for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Because that's it's what the answer is. If, if you support these economic restrictions of not allowing immigrants to come here or not allowing businesses to go over into another country and manufacture there, then you are supporting using violence against your neighbors. You want your way, and you're willing to kill people in order to have it. That is the essence of statism. Right. Well, I mean, it's worth pointing out that government is a monopoly on force. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's all it is. I mean, yeah, we can come up with some great rules and whatever, and it's obviously out of control, and I'm for paring it down. By God, um, you know, I'm, I'm well ready to work with anybody to pare it down by, you know, 30%, 40%, 50%, or whatever, but you need to understand what government is and own it in the first place. He sounded now, like he was owning that. In the, well, I, want to bring, I want to bring a different oh, call. Hold on, real quick, yep. I just want to say that there, the companies that took jobs overseas right now are sorry they did. Let's talk to Mark in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Mark. Well, thank you very much, Ian. Yes. I just wanted to ask Mark, uh, is he back with you in the studio from the Marianas Island? I am currently uh, in the you studio. came but- back, what, March, I think? You came back mid March, like right at the whole COVID. I can't remember thing. whether I, was, I missed that. I'm sorry. I think it was at a- April. Yeah, no problem at all. No um, but according to the no, IRS, I thought, I thought that was the place to go, so I went there and then and oh, I wow. came back to find him. You went to to the Mariana Islands and you looked for Mark, yeah, but he wasn't I there. I couldn't find him, and they said he left, and I went back. Well, it's hard to find people over there because I hear there's no addresses, so you can't like you don't know where to go unless somebody tells you where to go. Oh, well, it was a beautiful palm trees and uh, white beaches, but uh, cool. It sounds uh, very nice. I wish I could have gone. Did they put you in quarantine? Well, I didn't know where he was. I would. I, I, I listened on the internet. You know, I. Well, he's I got mean, an email address. You could always just email him and say, "Hey, Mark, where are you? I'm down here at the bar." Or whatever, or wherever hey, people hang you out. You were talking about cash earlier. Yeah, cash. And I think I called you about a year or two ago, and I told you you don't own anything. If you don't pay the registration on your car, or property taxes, or any of it, you don't own nothing. You're renting. Yep. So in your life, you're renting things. Unless you have twenty billion from the government, Mark, you're absolutely right, man. I got to cut you there. Thank you for the call tonight. We'll make sure we get Craig in Montana in here for the last thoughts. Calling from KXTL. Go ahead, Craig. Hey, hey, you're on um, the y'all was talking a little. Hey, y'all was talking a little while ago about how dirty money is just to handle it in yeah. germs and corns and everything. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking for a while, and I've talked to my wife about this. You go to a doctor's office. Pick up a four-year-old good housekeeping magazine. Every sick person in town <laughs> been sneezing and coughing all over that great magazine point. in a doctor's office. Yep, that's yeah, a thanks great for the point. new neurosis, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got that call in. Thank you, Craig. Hey, I really Gold. appreciate it, man. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com. All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post Show. I am Mark Edge, coming to you for Free Talk Live. Today, I have with me April Schneider. April, is that right? 
Yes, Mark, how are you doing? All's well, thank you. And you're from Bank of America, head of consumer and small business products. Correct. What are these products of which we speak here? Like loans? Loans, yes. Yeah. So I have deposits, which is checking, savings, CDs. I have uh, mortgage, home equity, vehicle loans, small business, all the mix. What you're interested in apparently is creating the next generation of entrepreneurs and small business people, right? Yeah. Our children, our young adults, uh, people going off to college, it's, it's critically important that we help them on their financial journey and that we talk to them as young as we possibly can casually just start the conversations at the the family table, wherever we are. I think they're so willing to have these conversations and we should be willing to have them with them. Uh, Things about, you know, savings, about um, looking at their balances, about understanding um, how to have um, accounts and, you know, just things that that we probably were never taught formally. We should start these conversations with them and just have them as quickly as we can so that they really have a sound financial journey and, pre- and prepare them for future financial success. Yeah. One of the things I read on this is that financial literacy is like generally any literacy. You'll find that the children of English professors tend to be kind of a bit more interested in reading than uh, the children of people who work in, in power plants or something. Financial literacy is kind of something that is it's certainly not taught in school, I can tell you that much. I mean, they'll teach you, how to, teach you how to write a check or something, is what they taught me, and life management skills, but not much more. It really is the stuff that you learn at home. If you've got some financial literacy, you really need to start sharing it with your kid. If you don't, you need to start learning some so you can share it with your kid. It's true, and I, I learned it along the way, and I wish I had someone who had conveyed the importance of forming strong savings habits to start things like an emergency fund or some sort of fund for unplanned events. It, when you're young, I think it's hard to conceptualize that you're going to need that or that there's going to be an emergency at an early age. But here we all are in the middle of pandemic. I don't think we all anticipated that happening. But that's so important. You know, an emergency fund is about extra savings. You don't even know if you're going to have extra savings if you don't form a budget. And the budget is at the core of all of our households. It's all about the money that we coming in, that's coming in, in whatever form it comes in. You have the gig economy now, be coming in the form of five different ways. For a child, it could be in the form of gifts that they receive from families. And then the other side of the budget is what are we spending it on, and how are we spending it? And I think with those two things, it's there's a lot of pieces to it. We certainly don't want to overwhelm our children and talk about it in a way that they aren't ready to receive it at their age. But with that comes an an emergency fund or extra savings. So there are a lot of pieces to it. And I think that starting the conversation young, they are going to be willing and will understand the concept of setting that extra bit aside so that their future self can use it for whatever they need. Yeah, I saw an article not too long ago, about a month ago or whatever, that I think it was three quarters of Americans are regretting not putting aside more money in their emergency fund during this pandemic. Yeah, the, the, the number is high. And I, I think it's because we, again, it's hard to conceptualize emergencies. None of us thought a pandemic was going to happen. We, You know, you think something will happen, but when we're in the middle of living life, it's hard to pause. So think of our children who are going off, our adult children who are going off to college, between classes, part-time jobs, and adjusting to a pandemic. What's the likelihood that they're going to say, let me sit down and figure out how much I should save? And that's probably happened to all of us in our lives having a child, starting our first job, whatever it was, sitting down and actually working on a budget, it, it'll become an event 
unless it becomes just a regular part of your life and something that you do in second nature. That's why if we start our children out, it's just, it's conversational. And then it becomes, I have to go check it out, whether it's on their mobile app, whether they have a different approach to doing it, it's second nature instead of, uh, I have to sit down and do this big chore. That's why we need to talk to our children very young about it and establish it as just something that we all do. Do you, I wish we all did, <laughs> do you um, have a sort of back of the napkin kind of uh, way to figure out how much you should have in your fund? It's individualized. So I would say, you know, small steps are progress. If you have just $5 a week, that is great because building savings takes time. It is going to be personalized to your family life. You could have a one-person household or four. And we never know the emergency that we're going to need. It could be due to, you know, what's going on on our personal lives. It could be an event that we're going through today. And I would say build it up over time. So $5 a week savings will be $260 a year. If you can do more next, you know, six months from now and not go out to eat one time a week and save half of that, you'll probably have, you know, $520 the next year. So it's, it's, I would say make constant changes to grow it incrementally. You're going to feel so much better and it's not going to feel like work to save. It's going to feel like something you want to do. And then you're going to realize how much you need based on looking and knowing at your budget based on how much you spend. You may need it to set aside for tires for your car and maybe for, um, you know, helping your, your child off to college. And then that may be a different type of a savings account. So I think it all becomes very personalized at that point. Yeah. Um, we have put, we talked to my son about savings and kind of the, the real question is, is exactly what is a viable reason for taking something out of savings, right? At this point, he's put together a little fund and he has some money in and we've talked about, talked to him about goals and, um, you know, one of those goals is, is the, this amorphous goal of being able to sort of be free, right? The ability to tell somebody, you know, your boss or whomever that, yeah, Whatever it is you're asking me to do, I just don't feel like doing it. The uh, the quintessential fu money, as they've uh, referred to it in the past, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, you know, it's extraordinarily valuable to have that amount of money to be able to say I, I can walk away from this job if I have to. Yeah, I mean, kudos to your son for for thinking along those lines. So, th- so him making a goal is a. G- great step and one that he is already down the step uh, path of having a strong financial journey and towards you know future success he's doing it in a completely white blank page so he's saying i want to be financially independent he's doing his own form of retirement account where he could draw on it at any point in time basically which that's that's a great way of thinking about it i give him all the credit to be able to do that so he might be the type that has several different savings accounts because he wants to say this one's set aside for that this one's set aside for another way so he's he's down the path of having a really um highly evolved and complex um budget for you know his own his his family or himself, which I, I commend him highly for that. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed some of the banks out there will let you name the account, uh, which makes it easier to say, you know, here's the car account, here's the, you know, and you can just put stuff into different accounts from your main account. You can have your direct deposited in. What are some of the other tools and products that are available to make uh, savings easier for people? Yeah, there's a there's a lot that we have. And a couple is because of everything that's going on, I, w- I would say right now with, you know, students under stress from just, A, being a student, 
uh, you know, we're trying to work and adjusting to the pandemic, guys, they make it easy right now, make savings automatic, move some money over automatically from your checking to savings account, and you could set it on a you know calendar basis. On Mondays, move five, $5. Once, once a month on the 30th, move $20. So you can make it automatic. That's one great way to start. Another thing we have is a, a roundup program called Keep the Change. So in it, every time you use your debit card, it would transfer the change from your checking account to your savings account. So my I love example that. I like to use is totally it, love great. that. So <laughs> it, it's it's money you would have spent uh, if you if you like coffee and coffee is your joy right now and you're going to drink it anyway. Two dollars and sixty nine cents a cup around the three dollars. The thirty one cents goes into your savings account. You you would have spent the thirty one cents anyway. At the end of a year, you saved another $120 by rounding up. It's not small change. So yeah. that's another great program that we have. I'm, I think that is great. Um, I've also heard the idea of just taking the dollar bills and the change, right? Like the ones um, go in one pocket and then the, everything else goes in the other. So you're even trying to save more. But, I mean, these days a dollar ain't, ain't, ain't what you used to be. So you gotta, you got to save more. And you could do that when you, so if you, you buy the cup of coffee, you could go into your account and do, do a transfer for another dollar. It's another way to pay yourself. So say, hey, I made the decision to, to drink this cup of coffee. I'm going to pop another dollar in there. So imagine what that $120 would be. And it'd be another 365 in there if you did it every day. So April Schneider, there you go, 485. <laughs> April Schneider from Bank of America. I got one more question and then I'm going to have to let you go. Um, this is a big one. Young adults, should they be handling credit cards? Should they be using credit cards? I mean, these it seems like many of these banking organizations are sending out cards to people who are not prepared for them. Well, I would say, you know, choosing a credit card and choosing a bank, those are some important things. And it's it's much more selective now around um, credit cards. So I would say be selective. And we, we were recently recognized by Time Money as the best credit card for college students for a reason. We have six categories to receive 3% cash back. But importantly, Building strong credit history could take a long time. It it takes several years. It's very personalized and very individualized as to whether or not you use a credit card. And I have a couple of of points that I would say for young adults if they're going down that path. Use it for plan purchases. You know you're going to pay back. When you get your, your statement, pay it off and pay it off on time. To avoid things like fees and interest charges. We'd like to invite you to visit freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.